Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Online at InThisLeague.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud today. Now, here's your host, Bogman and the Welsh. And welcome in to the In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast, episode 92. It's Bogman, it's the Welsh, and it's a whole bunch of keeper talk today as we're going to double dose you here. We're going to be talking about some keeper relative stuff, you know, some guys under 23, some of the old guys, where do they go, keeper strategies, and some players that are going to be adjusted because of Keeper Dynasty than you would normally see on your standard rankings when you're looking at Yahoo. How do you take advantage of that, and where do you possibly take a guy like, I don't know, Chris Dunn, who's 22 years old, maybe not going to play this year, but a bright future ahead? Well, we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to bring it all home by giving you a 12-man keeper mock draft that we did with the ITL Army and we're going to really be able to solidify everything we've talked about and give you guys a good baseline for how you can go in and how you can treat your keeper drafts because Bogman this is my favorite thing on the planet is keeper keeper yeah you don't like things that aren't keeper I've realized no no I don't it's easy it is easier to lose interest because if you have a keeper league at least you know, you're you're having something to look to the future towards. So yeah. if your team sucks this year, you're still paying you're attention to the wire in case somebody releases somebody good. And, uh, you know, you have to keep it going for next year. You can trade picks or players or whatever it is to get better for next season. That's so, why it's so bummer about redraft. You know, you go put money into it. And if you suck after, you know, the first eight weeks and you're like one and seven or something, you're done. You know, you're not even excited about basketball anymore. I'm not saying redraft sucks or anything like that, but I like to have a a good mixture and dynasty keeper is one of my favorite things in any sport. It's gotten me into sports that I typically wouldn't be into, you know, hockey. Ho- the only reason I have interest in hockey and this is not to, you know, hate on any hockey people was because of fantasy. And I know there are people that uh, other fantasy sports, maybe basketball has done that for them. So, uh we'll have a good conversation about keeper and glad to answer your questions on Twitter is it the Welsh Bogman Sports. Those are the Twitter handles. And if you've got any, people have already been asking us as their uh, drafts and, you know, from one keeper to more have been asking us questions. We'll be glad to help you as we get into the fantasy basketball season. We got a couple things to talk about, and then we are going to do this two-parter keeper talk. Bogman, but let's talk about the listener leagues real quick. Bogman, what is our percent full as uh, if you want to join in, just give an iTunes review and send it to Bogman or join up with the ITL Army and he will get you right in where we sitting at. Well, we're about 75% full, so uh, we're getting there. We're filling them up. I think everybody thinks that we're already full because every email I get is like, oh, if there's like one more spot left, can you sneak me in? We've got spots left. So go uh, go to iTunes. Give or us Stitcher, review, maybe Stitcher or, or something like that. Or Stitcher or wh- whatever you use that is allowed to review. Do that or go onto the Army. Join up with the army. Let me know that you did, and we'll get you a time and date. And uh, and it'll be so much fun. And we will have the listener leagues. 
you got to get in. The good times and dates are uh, are they're uh, getting filled up really, really quickly, especially for all of the foreigners. A lot of foreigners, the Welsh. I mean, Donald Trump would not like the mix of our uh, of our listener leagues at all. So, so he'd be checking the green cards like on our fantasy. Times. He'd be checking the green card on our fantasy basketball leagues. <laughs> Uh, he would want to make our satellite leagues great again, for sure. I'm going to need to see but, uh, uh, one, seven, and eight in this league here. Are you from America? No, you're not. Need a wall. Need a wall around <laughs> fantasy. Ba- we got to go fantasy baseball and football. It's American, pure blood American, not this fantasy basketball <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, like all the Cubanos in, uh, and Dominicans in baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're so American. Exactly. Half of it's not, and some of the best players are not. Uh, it's a good point. We are not completely full. So, uh, you know, go and do the review. Join up the ITL Army. I don't know, some way. We're hooking up with this really cool thing. You can hook us up in a little fashion. And the overall winner of uh, best record and most points is going to win a ring from officialfantasyrings.com like Joel Sturgis did last season. He's a super hardcore winner of that. And uh, the winner of each league will go to the Champions League, which next week, if you're part of the ITL Army, we're going to be picking a couple of you guys to join us in the Champions League this year. It's going to be awesome. All you have to be is, a par- is any part of the, cha- of the uh, ITL Army, and uh, we will be picking a couple guys to jump into that, which a ring will be up uh, from officialfantasyrings.com as well. Two other things to tell you about is the Entry League. We are, I think we're over, just a couple over half full. We still got four or five spots in the entry league, which there's an entry to it, but there are prizes. There's two spots of the Champions League next year. There's a ring, there's some money, and we're working on a couple other things. We, we still got a handful of spots in that one, right? Yeah, still like, uh, like you said, like four or five spots left. So if you want to get in that, and that will guarantee that you're playing against myself and the Welsh, go ahead and uh, hit me up, scottbogman at gmail.com. Let me know you want in that one. And we'll get you all set up. And now we, you know, and that's that's like the one where you have it in your hands to play against us if you want to, because you know, playing against the industry is probably one of the more fun things. When if you listen to this podcast, you know, you're you're in some fashion, you're kind of delved into um, into fantasy basketball, where you play with your you know your, your leagues, you got home leagues, maybe you got a little bit more competitive leagues. But the next level is getting to play against industry guys. You know, you want to play against. Bogman and I and the entry league doesn't allow you that but then there becomes next level where people are dying to play with you know other podcast hosts or writers like Gallagher and Alexander well the last thing I do want to tell you about this is brand new and the details will come next week but in this league is going to be hosting a industry league this year and it's going to be very cool and and it's going to be with the likes of Mike Gallagher Chris Towers from CBS Dr. A uh, Nader is going to be in there, and uh, we're going to have some more. And Bogman and myself are going to be in there, and there is going to be an opportunity for one or two ITL members to play in this industry league, which has a pretty big grand prize. Oh shit! Here we go. It's on. So uh, I'm excited to talk about that next week. The details are just being finished out. So uh, an ITL army will be the recipients of uh, the ability to play in that industry league. So I think we have officially gotten to the space where we are offering you so many ways to have so much fun and let's make fantasy basketball great again bogman 
Let's make it great again. We're, We're going to make, make it, great, it again. great again. We're going to do eight cat. We're going to do nine cat. We're not going to do any points leagues. It's going to be awesome. I got the best leagues. I got the best. I got the you best players. I got the best They're players. All the best leagues. Nobody They're else the has mocks, nobody else has Russell Westbrook. Nobody has James Harden. We have James Harden. No other podcast can even talk about Steph Curry. We have them all right here. I don't do a very good. We're going to make it great again. And uh, and all those other leagues are sick. All those other leagues have Parkinson's. <laughs> God, you didn't do the impression then now? God, it's horrible. <laughs> well, you know, I did it just like Donald Trump, end on something horrible. That's my credo, no regrets. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, all uh, impressions aside, lots of ways. <laughs> Go to InThisLeague.com, find out all the shows, all the things that we're uh, doing, and uh, the ITL Army links are there, and we have a whole bunch of ways for you to have fun. And the last thing I just want to say to all of that is I know there's a lot. There's entry league. There's the ITL army. There's we're going to now do an industry league. There's some of this type of stuff. If it's, if it's confusing, just hit us up. We'll, we'll gladly um, clarify any yeah. of these things. If, if if one particular thing is like what you're really locked into, but you're a little confused, just ask us. We we are more accessible than most people. Yeah, you can just say, hey, I don't know the difference between the Champions League and the Entry League, or uh, I don't know how I want to get into a league with you guys, but I want to play with you guys. We'll give you the options. Yes. You know, you can just uh, hit me up, and I will let you know all the details on the stuff and so, things. And the stuff and the things and the people. All right, well, let's get into this. we got a whole lot to cover because we're going to be doing a mock draft in this episode, but uh, it's going to be an extended pre-talk before it because I want to get into some logistics on the Keeper League, so here we go. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Like Kobayashi. All right, Bogman, Keeper Leagues. The funnest, the bestest, all the words that aren't real words. <laughs> that is what I feel about them. Uh, they are not created equal because they're a keeper and they're a dynasty. Surpri- um, I shouldn't say surprising. There's still a lot of people that don't understand the difference. Here's the easy breakdown of that. Keeper is a set number of guys anywhere from one to five, six, seven. You could go eight or a little bit higher. Dynasty is typically all the players. That's the the rub between the two. Then you get into, you got contracts. People like to do real contract basketball leagues. Those are usually, those two are for dynasty. Keeper leagues, you can do, like I said, one, two, three, four. You can lose the round that a player is drafted in. We are currently doing a 16-man ITL uh, snake draft keeper league where you keep eight and you lose the round that you drafted a player in. So then the draft, it just goes as normal. But you know, if eight of the 10 people or eight or I don't know, 14 of the 16 people keep their first round or two people will have a pick in the first round. And it goes like that. Some people, let's say you keep four and you just start fresh first round and on. So there's no right or wrong way. Yeah, there's to- so many ways to do it. Yeah. It's really, it's really incredible. I mean, like you said, you have the, you know, I, I guess your typical ones are keeper auction and then keeper lose the round. Or I guess the third one would be, you know, you take all your guys and then you keep six and it's just, you keep six and then the draft works a normal way after that. Yeah. Uh, you know it, what I mean? It's, there's no one way to do this type of stuff. So as we talk about this and I really talk formatically because it's, it's, it really is subjective, but what I've put together for us is I've got a little comprehensive list of some of the top guys that are under 23 that you actually might not realize. I mean, some of these you're going to realize, but when I, you know, we list some names here, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about them. People that are under 23, these are players that might scoot up in keeper leagues that you're going to want to reach. You're going to, I say reach, but you're going to want to pull the trigger on sooner because 
these guys, you might get 15 years out of them, especially if they're high-end talent. And these are the top guys at 23. We're also going to cover some guys that are 31 or over. You know, So these are the guys that, though the talent may still give them four or five great years, the uh, the twilight of their career is starting to come down just a tad bit. And then some players that you actually might be surprised at their age. You know, Unless you really focus <laughs> on this stuff. I mean, even me, guys, when, like, when I look at these and I do my keeper research and I look at the ages, sometimes I'm like, Really? Like, oh, I didn't even realize. So we've got that, and then we're going to just talk about some um, of the risers and fallers due to these ages. So, Bogman, first up, we've got the top guys that are 23 or younger. I'm going to give you this list, and um, hi, uh, you tell me a couple guys that you want to talk about after I give this list, okay? Okay. So we've got Giannis Antetokounmpo, 21 years old. I don't know why that was a little surprising to me. I kind of thought he was 23, if I had to randomly tell you off the bat, but only 21 years old. It's because we've been trying to pronounce his name for so long. You're right. And it feels like it's four years to get it right. Yeah, you're told there's like 21 uh, letters in his last name, so I guess it all makes sense. Pam. 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 With there's an M. There's a D on the end. There's no D. Anthony Davis, 23 years old. He feels like he's 29. <laughs> well, he's got the he's got the body of a seventy nine year old. Yeah, he does. That's he, probably why he's got my body. Actually, I feel like I'm just breaking apart every morning. I actually could have <laughs> put him in the surprise age three six Latvia Porzingis twenty one years old. He's young man. I know he's, he's a young kid. That's why he's so exciting? Uh, Nikolai Jokic, who uh, Mike Gallagher favorite, twenty one years old. Uh, you want to see some good stuff? A little plug for our buddies over at Roto World getting their draft guide. Check out their dynasty stuff. Jokic's rank is pretty phenomenal where where it's they put very him very high very very high and he's 21 years it's, old guys it's surprising that you know both of these european players are so young because most of the time for european players it takes them a little bit of time to come over yeah but these guys were so good they made the transition so fast that you forget that they're 21 because yeah. most guys come over if they come over and they're this young they're guys like alex len who take two or three years to get really good, and then, then you know, when their their value really skyrockets, they're 24, 25 I, years old. But these guys are 21, and their value is already super high. And there may, and there really may be, uh, that may be something with Dragon Bender. You know, he might need two or three years yeah. to really, like, develop. So then by the time his peak is, he might be 22 or 23 years old, which is still great. But Porzingis and Jokic, only 21 years old. Uh, Miles Turner, hook him, only 20. Hook him. 20, 20 years old, yeah. No, one and done in college. So damn years old. Uh, also the second of the Mike Gallagher favorites. This one I, I should have put in the surprise age, but I want to focus on the guys that are 23 or, or younger that you might be reaching on in keeper leagues. But Nerlens Noel is only 22 years old. Yeah, I mean. Does that, does that one surprise you a little bit? I, I guess it surprises me a little bit. Not too much just because. He feels older because we've already spent so much time talking about him. You know, it, the first year it was like, oh, he's really good, but the free throw in the second year it was, oh, they brought in Jalil Okafor. So now how are they going to work that out? So we've already spent a lot of time talking about him. So it feels like he should be a little bit older, but I, I think he's right in that range. It's not really that. Surprising. Yeah, I just like, in top of my head, I'm just, and I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not uh, always aware of all the ages. So when I looked at, it, I'm like, he's just 22 years old. Jesus, uh, Andrew Wiggins, 21. Uh, one of the younger players in the NBA, though. I think now his new teammate Dragon Bender is the youngest at 18. But Devin Booker only 19 years old. 
Yeah, Devin Devin Booker is very very young. One of my favorites. Devin, but Devin Booker is the guy that they're like, ah, he's not going to get any time at the end of the year. And then Bledsoe and uh, Knight got hurt, so it was all Devin Booker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then the last two, D'Angelo Russell, only twenty years old, and Zach Levine, twenty one years old. Zach Levine, that's definitely another one of those like, I don't know. In my brain, he was twenty four or something, but he's only twenty one <laughs> years old, and D'Angelo Russell only twenty. Yeah, uh, there's there's definitely some young guys on this list. I guess here, here's the here's the ones that I think that are a little dicey taken early. I think that Jokic, Turner to an extent, Wiggins, Booker, Levine, and Russell all are guys that you could take in the top three rounds of a dynasty keeper draft and could wind up biting you in the ass just because we haven't seen them do it for an extended period of time yeah. with Scrabble and AD and Porzingis. We've seen in Wiggins, we've seen all those guys do it. Uh, the rest of these guys are kind of, they're not unknown, but they're definitely not seasoned. Well, and something, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit just here at the bottom. We will talk about the the differential between the standard ranks to keeper ranks with some of these guys. But, you know, a few of these guys make massive jumps to their redraft rank, to their keeper rank, and some aren't. And inherently, that's a little bit of the problem. Um, I'll, I'll save for when we get down to there with a couple of these guys. But, you know, like, like you know, the... The, the ADs, you know, they kind of stick where they are. Scrabble makes a pretty massive jump comparatively to the first round. So those are some guys that you can kind of hone in in your brain that are 23 and under, whether you wanting to go all young, whether you're wanting to have a mixture. To me, I think if uh, – I don't want to say that it's imperative, but if I were constructing some type of keeper dynasty team, I probably want to have like one or two of these guys in some way on my team. Don't you think? I know it could be hard because – I mean, this could be uh, every guy I just named. This could be the top forty in a draft, so you may not have the ability to, but you kind of might want to try to target. A lot of these guys were uh, in the very beginning of the second round of our keeper league draft that we're doing right now, our slow one, the Welsh, and a lot of these guys, most of them are gone. Oh yeah, oh, Booker and Levine and Levine just went. So all right, so now yeah. I want to focus on the thirty ones are over, and this is where. Old man, get him a cane. Yeah. Hey, old man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. All right, so yeah, these are the uh, these are the geezers. This is the AARP crew, and uh, most of these are these are you're gonna know. There's a couple in here just when you really associate the age, you're like, okay, yeah, I guess they are. And the values are gonna change in keeper league for some people. But I'm gonna just go down the list here, and then we'll talk about them after. Chris Paul, 31 years old. LeBron James, also 31. Lamarcus Aldridge, 31. All of them in that secondary twilight. Carmelo Anthony, 32 years old. Pau Gasol is 36. His brother Mark is 31. Marcin Gortat is 32. I did not think of that one. And Dirk is 38 years old. I mean, this is probably, this is it for Dirk for the most part. You know what's horrible is only two of those guys are older than us. (laughs) Yep, I know. I thought about that. I'm like, man, how old is Melo? And I'm like, oh, I mean, you're older than him. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, so yeah, obviously think, you got Paul and LeBron who are at the top of this range. You and I don't necessarily fall into this, especially me, this moving away from these older guys. I like to win now type of stuff. But, you know, where, where's the where's the fear come in these older guys? And and where are the ma- – I mean, I guess we'll talk about the massive drops also in this next area. But what, what are the highlight points to cover on these 31s and over? Well, I think it's the cliff. You know, uh, all of these guys, when you draft these guys, they're really, really good. 
But it's like uh, you remember when you stayed home sick from school and you watched The Price is Right, and they had the yodeling guy yeah. who would move up. You pick the price, and he'd move up and up and up, and you're yodeling, like, don't fall off the cliff. Yodeling, don't fall off yodeling. the cliff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that guy. I like Blinko so, better, but yeah, let's not get distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blinko, Blinko, whatever it is, that that is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that – the thing with these guys is you're, you're you're looking for the edge. The edge is coming for most of them. Obviously, with Dirk, it's really close. With Powell, Powell was taken so late in every draft last year, people were already writing him off. Sure. And he played so well. Like he top was like 30. a top 20. Yeah. yeah. He was so good. So you never know how long these guys are going to last. I mean, obviously, with LeBron, he's had a lot of miles on his body. They always talk about how he's played more playoff minutes than anybody else and regular season minutes, and and all that stuff adds up because he goes to the finals every single year. So his 31 is probably a little different than LaMarcus Aldridge's 31. You know, know the the Mellow one is interesting to me because um, Mellow gets the treatment like he's 35 years old, and he's still only 32. Well, that's because he's missed so much time already. Like. I think on this list, it may be even more than Chris Paul. He, he's yeah, missed time. I you're mean, right. How about Marcus Hall though? Going through that, uh, the injury that he has. This is this is the major concern. I talk about Marcus Hall all the time for whatever reason. I don't even like him. I don't think I've ever owned him <laughs> anywhere. But um, you know, there's a lot of uh, hate on Marcus Hall. But you know, you can see you're recovering from a pretty massive injury at 31 years old, and that's where the scare comes in. Yeah, and that's you know, it's it's a danger for Mar- Marcus Hall. I think he's the most dangerous player to pick on this list, even over Dirk, because they already said he's going to get rest this year. So yeah, that's a good point. You have to think about that. Now he could also be a deal. You could get him and he could get rested this year. And then you keep him. You're like, ah, well, he's my last keeper, whatever. And next year he plays all the games. He plays so much better because he's rested from this year. I mean, things like that happen all the time. They're just, you know, anytime you're taking a guy over 30 years old, you kind of have to, take an eye and look for his eventual replacement, I yeah. would say. Yeah, I agree with you. And and balance, you know, having a, a mixture of one or two of these 31 and over guys with one or two of the top guys at under 23, you know, you can really set yourself up to win now and you can have the future team. And remember, I can't emphasize this enough, your keepers depend on how you play this. If you have four keepers Okay, when you get to the fifth round, you should probably start going back to redraft ranks. You know, don't go look at dynasty or keeper ranks. If you keep uh, eight, don't go okay. chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Is that accidental, or are you trying to quote TLC on purpose? I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even understand the reference. <laughs> Is the 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 balance between the keeper and the dynasty and this restandard and the standard ranks? They all adjust based on how many you're keeping, but you can have a nice mixture. Now, the last one before we get to the risers and fallers in them, which we've kind of talked about. Just a couple guys that when I looked at their ages, just based off of, I don't know, their career, how long we've seen them, the ages just surprised me. And I'm going to list you off a couple and just tell me a guy or two where you're like, really? So surprising ages. Hassan Whiteside, who really has only played one full full season, which was last year, 27 years old. I mean, there's an argument to be said maybe his body is healthy, even though he's playing overseas, but only one NBA real, real full season behind him, and he's already 27. Paul Millsap, for whatever reason— in my brain, I'm thinking 28 years old. But I've probably been thinking that for three years because he's 31 <laughs> years old. 31. Uh, Mike Conley, yeah. 28 years old. I thought that was a little surprising. This one really threw me off. Kevin Love's only 28. For some reason, I thought he was 35. <laughs> like I felt like he was 35 <laughs> in my brain. He looks like it. Ricky Rubio, only 25. 
God, have we been talking about him? We talked about him for three years before he finally came to the NBA. So I feel like he's been in conversation in the NBA forever, but he's only 25. And Tobias Harris, only 24. Yeah, I can tell you the one that surprised me the most is Mike Conley. Really? Mike Conley uh, only being 28. I feel like Mike Conley's 34 years old. He totally looks like he's 35. Why. He looks like a season. Like I look at Mike Conley and I'm like, that guy knows some Yeah, exactly. So I was surprised that he's actually this young at 28. Um, Kevin Love didn't surprise me too much because I remember watching him at UCLA and that was, it feels like a long time ago. Uh, Millsap has been buried behind Horford for a long time. So I guess that's not too surprising. Rubio is, is pretty surprising and probably the second most surprising on this list. Um, I just, he feels like he's been around for 10 years and probably because we've been talking about this giant, you know, European prospect for so long. And, uh, you know, he was drafted by the Timberwolves probably six or seven years ago. And it took him this long to come over. And Hassan Whiteside being 27 actually didn't surprise me. I actually talked about that, uh, I think, in the last episode. Yeah. And, you know, we got, uh, God, who was it? Who was it telling us his cheeseburger story? Was that Mo? That was, um, oh, God. I No, it's not Mo. I know exactly who it was. Uh, maybe someone that fell off and doesn't listen to ITL basketball. What's your problem? No, I remember exactly. I know who it was. Um, uh, yeah. He's going to email us and be like, how can you forget me? And I feel bad. But so. yeah, he was telling us about him uh, doing stuff in Honda Civics and double cheeseburgering on the sidelines over in Europe. So Yeah, they went in the Middle East. Yeah, in Lebanon, I think yeah. it was. But yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, the, these are surprising, but you know you need to know them if you're going into a dynasty era keeper league draft. Know that Tobias Harris and Ricky Rubio are fairly young. You're not getting a 24 year old Hassan Whiteside if you draft him. You're probably going to need to draft Paul Millsap's replacement fairly quickly after you take him. And uh, Kevin Love and Conley are not as uh, old as well. I guess Kevin Love for you is uh, not as old as I thought than, he was. Yeah, and Conley isn't either. I just Conley being 28 really surprises me. Yeah, I know. All right, so then here's the reference point because you ask yourselves, especially if you're new-ish to Keeper, well, what does that all mean to me? How do I apply that? And that's the biggest struggle and the fear that comes in from the person that's playing in the Keeper League. Even if you've played it for three or four years or you're brand new is, okay, well, what do I do? These guys are young, but do I take, you know, can I take, um, you know, Jokic over Chris Paul? Can I do this or that? You know, people are asking those questions. So I just put together some of the popular names of guys that rise in keeper leagues and some of the guys that fall. We have obviously talked arise about chicken. Arise Chicken. Chicken, Arise. Arise Chicken, Arise. We've obviously talked about them, but I'm going to also give you a range of where they fall to. So on the risers, first off is Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns in a standard um, redraft is going anywhere from five to seven. That sounds fair, right, Bogman? Yeah, five to seven is usually because he's usually outside of that top four of KD, uh, KD and Curry and Harden and Westy. So he's five, yeah, five and then six. I guess yeah, some people can make a case for CP3 and Leonard, but uh, it's it's five. Yeah, it's five, I, I would say five, five to seven. Yeah. Well, in a keeper, he's one to three. Um, yeah. A lot of ranks are going to have him at one. You are completely justified if you take him at one. I'm not going to kill you. Uh, two, three. I mean, if you're at three and Carl Anthony Towns is there, you're you're doing great. But you are faced with a dilemma because if you're taking Carl Anthony Towns, you obviously know you're taking him over at one. But if you're taking him at two or three, you're probably taking him over a Curry, a Harden, a Westbrook, and that's tough. 
And that can really yeah. be tough to swallow. But I remind you that, uh, and I don't think I put him on the ages and I should have, is Carl Anthony Towns is 20 years old. You know, I wanted to save yeah. him for the conversation here, but he is 20 years old and uh, he yeah, belongs and, there. And Curry is 20, uh, 28. 27, uh, 28 and Harden is 27. Yep. So you're saving yourself seven to eight years now. I mean, obviously those guys are way more proven than Cat. Cat has been really good, but he's been really good for one year. We don't know if last year was an aberration of playing 82 games. I mean, come on. Chris Paul played 82 games one sure. year. Sure. So um, Proceed it, with caution, I suppose. But, but that's where if you have one of those picks, you can take Cat. Now, I, I paired these two guys together because I'm just one – kind of see them in the same light, even though performance-wise last year might not quite have the hype train. But I'm putting Porzingis and Jokic together. They're both ranging between the 20 to 25. That sounds fair, right? Anywhere from 20 to 30, 20 to 25 in standard redraft leagues. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I mean, I've seen... uh... Yeah, I've I've seen them go even higher on some lists. Yeah, sure. But that, that's the relative range. When you're looking yeah. at keeper with these guys, they're probably going to go 15 to 20. I can tell you in the draft that we are doing, um, the, ITL, um, the ITL snake where we're keeping eight, Porzingis went 19 and Jokic went 23. So some people might see Jokic as a uh, as a value there. My only problem is this, and this is this is where – we have that conversation where, okay, they're super young, and if you're talking about the guys that make massive jumps, my problem with these two, and it's you've heard it in all of these podcasts so far, is that the value's already been so sucked out of them for you to take – I mean, there's, there's some people that are taking Jokic in the first round, uh, some people that are taking Porzingis in the first round. Porzingis, I'm more apt to take over Jokic, but to take them in the top 15, it's tough for me because – Boy, do they have to hit to return that value. And if they don't hit, you're sitting on them for years. Or you've just opened up your first or second round pick. So I love them. That's where they're going to go. And you have to make your decision on it. But their redraft ranks have helped dictate how high their keeper ranks go. And, um, you know, you're playing for this year. That's that's a tough pill to swallow, man. If you, you, you have, a, you have a, a wheel pick and you take, I don't know what you do, Chris Paul and Jokic. I mean... I guess that's okay, but that's that's tough. You sounded like uh, Kenny Powers right there, honey. I love you. Uh, you're one of my favorite people, but you got clothes like a fucking head. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, no, I, I'm with you. It's it's the old, and, and you know, it's it's something that has been, will be, and has been repeated in fantasy dynasty drafting forever. It's high ceiling, low floor. Yep. Those players have a big. Big, big gap. So I I think I'm with you. You know, like we saw Porzingis be a dominant player for three quarters of the year last year. He wasn't ready for a full NBA season conditioning-wise, and he hit the rookie wall. That happens to a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, Jokic, we saw him have a good end month last year. His last month was really good. Maybe his last month and a half was really, really good. Does that vault him into the top 25 players for a keeper league? I mean, you know, he went over guys like Al Horford, Paul Millsap, uh, Derek Favors. Yeah, man. Um, Oladipo, Griffin. I mean, that's uh, – you're taking a decent-sized risk. I can give you a reference. I can give people reference. Sixteen, the, Our 16-man keeper that's going on as we speak, I got the 13th pick, and I was bummed about it. But Chris Paul fell to me. 
and I was pretty ecstatic about it. Um, I actually moved Dang up it. one spot at 12 because I'm not afraid. I, I'm not – I ain't scared about the age of 31. I was like, this is I'm, – I'm in. And then coming back, I was faced uh, – a pick or two before me, I, I, I was kind of honed in on Porzingis. And that pick of mine was technically the 21st pick in the draft because I had done the person in front of me swap. So they had my pick in the second round. I was thinking I'm honed in on Porzingis, and he went 19 overall. And then I was thinking kind of John Wall, so I could have John Wall, Chris Paul, uh, and that didn't happen. <laughs> I was faced with the option of Jokic at 21, but Hassan Whiteside was there as well. And I looked at myself, and I said, okay, I see what Jokic could do, but I could have Chris Paul, who's a leader in steals and assists, and I could have Hassan Whiteside, who's a, steal, a leader in rebounds and blocks, I'm going to do that. If I got to get younger yeah. guys, I'll shoot for them later. So I went Hassan Whiteside with the 21st pick and Chris Paul with the 13th, and I passed on some of these guys. So And, and I just trusted my abilities to develop a team, and I like to win this year. So that's a reference for those guys. Next one up, one of your favorites who we talk about sometimes. Actually, I'm going to go with these both these guys because they're the same team. Yeah, You've got Andrew Wiggins, who has a standard rank between 45 and 50, 55, somewhere in there, and Zach Levine, who's got a standard rank between 50 and 60. Now, Keeper? I think those guys flow around the same range where Wiggins is more of a 30 to 35 type of guy and Zach Levine is anywhere from 35 to 40. Now in the mock that we did, Zach Levine actually went 32 overall and Andrew Wiggins has not gone yet. So, you know, that's that type of range for both of those guys. These are both guys that I like see for me, the team that I've constructed, these are the type of guys I would probably target after I've taken Whiteside and Paul go for some of these younger dudes that are 22, 21, and that's the range. They're going to go in the third round probably. Yeah, that is uh, that is a very, very good point. I'm I'm looking at taking somewhat of a young risk after my two picks of Curry and Millsap. Uh, so with Wiggins, you know, both these guys are, are fairly big risks, you know, high, high, high ceiling, low floor type of guys because Wiggins was talked about so much coming in the NBA. This is the next LeBron. It's this Canadian kid. He's had, you know, some uh, weirdness in his life, but he's going to come in. He's going to be awesome. And he came in, and he's pretty good. But is he ever going to be anything more than points? Yeah, we need him to like be that, more than than that guy. Right. He he needs to be more than the Andrew Wiggins of the last two years. And Zach Levine just hasn't done it for a full year yet. And they they still have all this depth at point guard with. Ricky Rubio and Chris Dunn. So we don't know what his production is going to be like moving forward for this season. I mean, I mean luckily he's flashes. the starting he's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be the he's he moves into the starting role this year and he's going to play the two. So he's going to be off the ball. But is he going to be more Wiggins? Is Wiggins going to be less Wiggins and more of the next level player? And is Zach Levine going to be more Wiggins? The problem is, is like you're going to have to take them in the 30 to 40 range. Both of those guys, if you want them. Right. And that's right, about 20, 20 spot up. Um, I think the next two guys I'd rather take a risk on. Maybe. Next you're, three guys, actually. Yeah, you're right. So the next um, – I'm going to go to this next guy we'll do briefly, and then we'll kind of blast through these last ones so we can get to the fallers. Uh, Aaron Gordon, standard rank between 50 and 65, maybe into the 70s. Keeper rank, you're probably looking between the 40s and 50s. So late fourth, early fifth, if you're in a 12-man keeper, that type of stuff, that's about the range you're probably going to look at him because he's got that huge ceiling – we just quite haven't we, we saw glimpses of it last year, and that's what you're going to have to pay for if you draft him. 
Yeah, uh, Aaron Gordon I love because mainly because Scott Skiles is gone. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I feel like it's going to be the free Aaron Gordon train moving forward this year. Uh, but, you know, once again, flashes, a lot like Zach Levine, flashes, don't know uh, if he's a complete package yet. Plus his first year hurt almost the entire season. So is he an injury-prone guy? Is he an injury-prone guy if he gets all the minutes? Or is he that top-level Paul George light type of player that we want him to be? We don't know. Yeah. That's why he's a risk. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. One of my favorite players in this draft, Devin Booker, the standard rank is anywhere between 90 and 110. He's kind of fallen off on ranks a little bit. Keeper value, though, um, he is up there. He actually went on the wheel with Zach Levine in our draft, 33 overall. Um, Roto World definitely has him pretty high. And I think, I mean, 33 is a little rich for my blood, but he wasn't getting him coming back, so I understand it. I have him pegged between the 40s and 60s in that range because he's 19 years old. I mean, you legitimately could get like 18 years out of this guy, and he looks like he's going to be a star. One of my favorites, you're not going to probably get, I mean, ours is a little different because we're a 16 man, but you're, I don't think you're going to get past the fourth round and Devin Booker still be sitting around. No, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, the dude has so much talent. He's worth taking and waiting on. Yeah, he could be better you know, than Clay Thompson. A lot of these young guys are going to be taking weights. Yeah, you know? yeah, I really like him. And then the last three, I just wanted to plug the rookies, and it's interesting. Um, ben Simmons, obviously, you know, he was a, a fifty to sixty guy before the injury. Uh, Chris Dunn and Buddy Heald are both between the nineties and one twenty ranges. But but I believe, and you can even package like Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, Chris Dunn. Those guys are probably between fifty and sixty. Buddy Heald is probably a sixty to seventy. But Ben Simmons is the wild card where. He's injured. It's just you don't know. You don't know. He's so young. He could be so good. You're still probably going to have to take him between 40 and 50, 40 and 60 at, at the at the maximum. Anything later than that, you're getting a steal on Ben Simmons. Yeah, I completely agree. It's uh, it, But it's going to be weird because I think some people are going to pass him up because he is hurt, and they're going to say, I'm not going to wait you know, three and a half to four months possibly to get a guy playing for my team that I take in the top four rounds. So I think he's going to be off some people's draft list. And then some people are going to be like, Hey, screw this. I'm taking him. He's the best player on the board. Clearly, yep. you know, or hopefully, you know, you still don't even know because we haven't seen him play in the NBA. And, um, you know, the foot injury stuff is a risk. I mean, you know, that's, I'm apt, uh, I'm apt that, to take him. Uh, I am. The only thing that's going to keep me from him is drafts like that we're doing where you lose the round. That's pretty. I think that's tough to swallow where you're going to take him in the fourth and you're going to lose a fourth round pick for Ben Simmons and you haven't seen him play. That's where it becomes a little bit tougher. So formatically, you could be kind of looking at that. Chris Dunn, exciting young point guard, Buddy Heald, Brandon Ingram, all players that are probably going to be inside the top 70. But let's go look at some fallers because this is where that age 31 and above is going to start to affect some of these guys. So the first one that we have seen multiple times in any keeper we've done uh, lately, because we've done a few, is LeBron James, who has a standard rank, but anywhere between 8 and 12. Sometimes he falls a little bit. And keeper, he, he, I mean, he really actually doesn't, like, he doesn't go crazy, but he's not typically a first-round guy. He's a 10 to 15, even 15 to 20 is safer to say. I think he's a common wheel pick in a 12-man keeper, but I don't see him going much higher, though I say that, and he did go high. He went pretty high in ours that we did because he still got plenty of years. He actually went eight overall in this one, but I know uh, the person that took it took him wasn't very happy about it. He actually was immediately like, <laughs> LeBron's on the block, 
So LeBron's an interesting <laughs> one, but he doesn't go bonkers. But he does fall typically from you know the the standard ones. Yeah, uh, LeBron definitely a faller. Plus, you know, not playing at the end of the year. If you're in, uh, you know, if you're in Roto, it's okay. But if you're in head to head, not okay. And um, those things are just going to probably increase as he gets older. So it's, uh, you know, you lose a little bit of value off of him right off the top. And then every year it's probably going to get a little worse until he retires. But he could retire at 45. Yeah. And nobody would be surprised. He could play as long as Jordan played. Yeah, he might. So. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, 18 to 22 in standard. Pretty pretty common, like, back into the second round. He's a 30-plus guy in keeper. As a matter of fact, we're on 34 and he, uh, in this keeper, 16-man, and he's still on the board. So he's definitely going to go in your third round maybe even the fourth rounder later. He's only 31 years old, but he's been broken down a little bit. But, you know, the thing you should consider is the Spurs do know how to take care of these guys to try to make them last yeah. long. Look at Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan. This might be a revitalization for Aldridge where you could get another five years out of him. Now, will it be top 20 talent? No, but you don't have to take him there because he's going into the 30s, 40s. Yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge scares me, not because of the age, but because Palace there. Yeah, now no. is going to take a lot more than Tim Duncan did last for year. one year or two years. Uh, the last couple guys yeah. here: Kevin Love, uh, thirty to forty is the standard range. That's typically where he's going. Keeper, he's probably going to go fifty, sixty. We've talked about Kevin Love, uh, Carmelo Anthony, thirty to thirty-five is the standard. I mean, he could go beyond Kevin Love, even though he's only thirty-two years old. People are really scared. He's a fifty to sixty, fifty to seventy pick range. He's going. I'm- I'm very interested to see where Melo goes in this draft. I am too. I am too. He hasn't gone yet, obviously. Dirk Nowitzki, um, you know, the, the, the he's really like a 50, anywhere from 50 to 70 in standard. I'm going to guess in most formats he's going to go post 100, but I put 85 to 100. That's the range. Pinning your keeper, you only keep four, then you can go to redraft ranks and Dirk could go higher, but I'll bet you Dirk is a post 100. Then Pau Gasol, uh, he's in that like 40 to 60 range in standard. You're only going to get one maybe two years out of him. He'll, he'll probably actually go ahead of Dirk, but I would suspect 80 to 100, maybe 90 to 110, the, somewhere in that range. The thing the thing with Powell and LaMarcus, too, is if Powell is there for two more seasons, he eats up LaMarcus Aldridge's 31 and 32-year-old uh, season. So after that, he's 33, 34, and then you're really moving into – uh, negative value with Lamarcus Aldridge, so I think taking him in the top three rounds in a in a standard dynasty twelve man is a little bit risky. I think that yeah. uh, I probably wouldn't reach for Lamarcus until the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, and I think I think you're right. And the, believe me, there's uh, there's a ton more to talk about. You know, Bogman got Paul Millsap at, at the thirty first overall pick. You know, that's a that's a pretty decent spot, but it's the thirty one years old. So keepers are they're a unique. Thing to look at, and we've actually got a little bit of strategy we'll talk about, and we're going to get to this mock draft, so let's go do it. Support your boys. Use our Amazon link, check out the ITL Army, or get yourself some ITL swag, but you can find it all at inthisleague.com. All right, well, draft time, keeper draft time. We didn't even do that. We In the three years that we've done this, we have not done a keeper mock draft, and to be honest with you, a majority of people don't. The ones that they show you are actual leagues, but we are getting to put together with the ITL Army a full-blown ITL mock. Now, a couple things we want to get in here, and we'll tell you all the uh, the placeholders here, that we are going to go under the assumption that this is eight 
keepers. So it's not quite dynasty. You're keeping every single player, but assume the first eight picks or, or how people are treating it are keepers. So there's going to be a little bit of a flow between, um, you know, between guys that are going to be just thrown back in and guys that are going to be kept. So that's the first marker. The second marker I want to talk about, because this got brought up right off the, uh, the bat when, um, in the ITL army, when we were setting this up was a couple of people were like, Hey, What's the strategy you're going to go with? You guys are going to go with any cool strategies? And it brought up a fantastic point that, you know, when you get to keeper, it's a, I'm not saying you don't do it because don't get me wrong. Plenty of people do it, but it's a, it's a different beast where I don't, I wouldn't go in being like, Hey, I'm going to punt free throw in a keeper. I'm going to, you know, do the no point guard strategy in a keeper. That's a whole nother ball game. You really want to amass the best possible players that you can for your team, though the two strategies, there are two keeper strategies that are common. Bogman, and you know this, and you've got a good comment on this, where it's A, I'm still taking the best available players, and I'm not afraid to take some of the older guys and let the talent fall to me, or B, I'm taking all the younglings, and I'm going to amass a team that hopefully wins this year, but I'm really playing for two or three years from now. Where do you sit on the on the side of that? Because I know I sit more in the, I like the young guys, but I do kind of hover to not being afraid of taking some of the older players because they tend to drop so much. Yeah, that's it. I think taking all young players, all the younglings, as you put them, hopefully Anakin Skywalker doesn't slaughter all of them. Hmm. But uh, when you take all young guys, that to me is inherently a flaw because if you're passing over Stephen Curry to take, you know, a, a, a guy just because he's super young, there's no way I would do that. I still think Curry is probably the best player. Now, for this year, I'm curious to see what he is like with James Harden. Well, but so, you say that, though. But, that I mean, you're not talking like Cat's a whole other story than Steph Curry you're taking over. But are you saying like Antetokounmpo over Curry? Yeah, there's no way I would do that. Um, I agree. You know, if you're, if you're taking um, Jokic over Chris Paul, because Jokic is 21, I think that's a flaw. Porzingis over Jokic Russell Westbrook. Yeah, exactly. Things things of that nature. If you're taking, uh, you know, um, Jonas Valanciunas over Al Horford because Valanciunas is younger. Sure. Well, Al Horford is just way better to me. Now, plenty of so. people do this, and sometimes where you're picking might dictate what someone's going to end up doing. You know what I mean? Like if, uh, okay, in this draft, we're going to talk about it in a second. You're drafting eight. Someone might feel like, man, I'm really going to kind of be out of this. Maybe what I want to do instead of taking at eight, you know, a, a guy that I don't really deem is a great keeper. Maybe I don't want LeBron James or Paul George. Maybe I take younger players. Hassan Whiteside maybe goes, and then in the second round, they end up reaching on a Porzingis or something like that, and they want to play for the future. Sometimes the pick might be the associate reason why yeah. somebody ends up punting for a season. And that's a really tough thing to do, but I know plenty of people that go in to keeper drafts just being like, I'm playing for the future. They're going to draft the injured guys um, earlier than anybody else, and they're going to try to amass a team for the future. And I guess you could do that. Basketball maybe points to it a little bit more because of how heavy the top five are. But I don't. I like to have the the pure mixture between it. I will not shy away from the thirty year olds, Al Horford's, Paul Millsap, and there are plenty of people that are going to go into this being like, I want guys twenty five or under, and I can appreciate that because you know how I am about prospects and the young up and comers. But it's just not going to be me because I have one thing I go into every single keeper dynasty, whatever is in every sport that is behind me, and it's this. 
I trust in my skills, and I know that I can pick up good late players, and there's a draft the following year, and trades. So let's get the best team to win now while also playing for the future, and that's what we have to balance when we're doing this, and uh, that's what we're going to kind of talk about here. So you're talking about your bow hunting skills and your computer hacking skills. Computer hacking skills, most importantly. I don't even have any good skills. You know, like nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills. All of those skills. Yeah, I'm completely with you. You know, if I didn't know what I was doing, maybe I'd take a different approach. But when you take a guy like LeBron James, that's also not punting. You're still getting a top 10 player, a top 12 player for this year. Yeah. So you're just not getting him for maybe seven last, years. Right. He's not going to last as long as GA. He's not going to last as long as Cat. Uh, you know, he's still really, really good. So it's, right. I wouldn't even call it punting. It's just you're taking the best players for right now. Yes, exactly. And uh, everybody has the different keeper strategies. And, and remember, there's a whole bunch of other things. You guys might have contracts. You might keep the round. Um, you might have a certain amount of time a player can be kept. So nothing is gospel here. Put together the best team. So let's talk about that right now as we are going to, in about three minutes, we're going to jump into this 12-man keeper mock with the ITL Army. First, I want to give you all the players and the orders and then a quick little synopsis of what Bogman and I might do. So first up with the number one overall pick, it's our good buddy Miles, who's uh, helping do our wrestling uh, wrestling video wrestling. series. And, of course, his name is Razor Ramon Sessions. How good is that? <laughs> Give me a hell, yeah! Uh, number two, <laughs> I got the number two overall pick, which I'm ecstatic about, and I'll tell you where I'm going to go with that here. Brandon's got the third pick, the American Damn Sniper. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Porter is at four. Viking Eric, Eric Cooper. Uh, this is his first one. I'm excited about him uh, getting in here. Joe is Bongo 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 at six. I don't know the <laughs> reference. Seven is Stevie. Of course, Bogman is eight, right next to Stevie. Why would anything be oh, uh, different? God, I didn't even realize that. Yep, amazing. Every time. It's oh, amazing. God. It's incredible. Arch nemesis, uh, Stevie. Uh, so Bogman's at eight. McAdoo can do something. Eat. McAdoo can do, do keeper. Yeah, yeah. Dusty. Dusty rocked it uh, in the last mock draft that we did. D'Angelo, Nick, and Iggy is 10. I don't know who that is. That's David. Okay, David. That's um, one, two. Number 11 is the mid-rounders. The mid-rounders is uh, Brett Michael Peter. All right, and number 12 is Metal World Beast, and that's uh, that's Mittens. That's our good buddy Mittens in the IT. The Mitten Man. Mitten Man. So uh, let's focus on us for a minute here because that's what we do here. We're egomaniacs, <laughs> and we need to talk about ourselves and hear ourselves talk. I have the second overall pick. Bogman, this is my plan. And uh, th- we kind of talked about this before. Kobe with, Bryant. Uh, please, Kobe Bryant. Anyone 42 and over. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Kurt Thomas. Is Carl uh, Anthony Towns. That's what I'm praying for. Carl Anthony okay. Towns, Roto World. They've got him as the number one dynasty guy. I buy it. He went number three in our ITL keeper draft, which, um, you know, he could have been number one. He's an easy number one pick. It's two choices for me. It's Steph Curry. And it's Cat. That's where I want to go. Steph Curry is still so 28 Martin years old. So if goes one, you're kind of facing a tough decision. I am t- facing a tough decision. And I think I'm going to go Towns because Towns is 20 years old. I have him forever. Um, regardless of what I'm faced with of losing a pick or whatever, 20 years old, he's already a beast. I would go Towns. If Curry goes, um, then I'd take Towns. If Towns goes one, I'll take Curry. That's where I'm going. And then, you know, I'm going to try to build the best possible team I can. Hopefully some guards happen out there. What are you going to do with eight real quick as we are going to start in about 30 seconds? I'm thinking about Anthony Davis if he falls. That's who I want. I know he's injury prone, but he's still 23 years old. 
23. I love it. Are you kidding me? You know I love Anthony Davis. I love him in uh, in all formats. I think that would Except be fantastic. Except for his, his eyebrows. You hate that. I do hate his eyebrows. They're disgusting <laughs> and horrible, and he should be ashamed of himself. Um, any any specific things that you're going to balance out? I mean, I think you have a legit shot of maybe taking Antetokounmpo or Davis. Are you going to go big man or guard after? Less, um, less injury-prone players after AD. I can't go injury-prone after taking him one. All right, here we go. Draft started up. It's keeper mock. Oh, damn it. Carl Anthony Towns. Off the bat, Carl Anthony Miles didn't even wait one second. (laughs) You just got F'd in the A. To take Carl Anthony Towns number one overall. I really thought I had a legit shot there. So My my screen hadn't even come up. That's amazing. Before your first damn it. My screen had not even come up. I thought I'd set the... uh, the pick clock at like a minute 30 again or something. It's amazing. So I was really hoping to get Carl Anthony Towns to build that team there, but I'm going to take Steph Curry. I totally get why, P- why Harden goes one in many, many formats. And, um, you know, I, I understand why some might take him in, in, uh, in a keeper format. He is one year older or he's one year younger than Steph Curry, but I love Steph Curry as James Harden, James Harden goes three. So this you is- don't think GA will fall to me, do you? I legit do. I actually legit do. I think well, I think you have a shot at Durant. Me, I would take GA. What about Durant? I, I think if GA and AD were gone, I would take KD. I'm doing you all would initials. Take G- just, all <laughs> initials team. So yeah, Harden goes three. It makes sense. A um, little bit younger. I guess it does come down to preference. And, and maybe I'm off here, but I just, you know, Steph Curry's not going to repeat what he did last season, but he's just so elite in every cat. He's so elite in every category that I can't help but uh-huh. love. Oh, and he took Anthony Davis. Oh. <laughs> well, if GA falls, Ryan, I, I, I think GA is going right here. Kevin Durant goes oh. five. You are getting Westbrook, Leonard, or Antetokounmpo. You can have one of those. As Leonard goes six, Westbrook uh-huh. or GA, what is happening? <laughs> if you get Westbrook, I quit. I'm done. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, is Stevie, what is Stevie waiting for? There's nothing to wait for. Yeah, I don't know. You take Westbrook. He's deciding on GA. I don't GA care if you get younger. negative 100 points for turnovers. You take Westbrook. <laughs> well, if you got negative 100, then maybe, maybe we have something to talk about. Right, maybe. But... Oh, my God. He did the global with seven. You're getting Westbrook. This is dumb. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, okay, Westbrook just went eight in a keeper draft. Why? Uh, Why? Twenty-seven. Mm, mm, Why I do good know. things happen to bad people? Why does that happen? <laughs> Screw you. I'm not just joking. That's dumb. I'll yeah. trade you. I want Westbrook. Um, uh, and you have who? Curry? Yeah, Curry. I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, maybe, depending who's coming back here for you. Chris Paul goes nine, not afraid of the age. Jimmy Butler goes ten, so you still have LeBron James. You still have Paul George on the board. No surprises here. I kind of thought Damian Lillard might go inside the top ten, though. Yeah, I, I was thinking that, too. I'm thinking There goes uh, Lillard at 11. There right he goes. Uh I have Paul George is at the top of my list here. There's no way. I mean, you're one. Oh, wow. Hassan. Not surprised there. Hassan Whiteside went 12, actually. I think that's a fantastic pick, especially. Yeah, I wonder if he could pair him. What if he paired him with Cousins? It's a lot of turnovers, but. Yeah, ooh. that'd be a nice pairing. It would be Paul like George. a fava beans and a nice Chianti. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Ah, there goes Paul George. He went Paul George. Uh, who are you looking for here? By the way, LeBron James has now slipped in the second round of the Dude, keeper. I might take LeBron. You got to if he's there. 
I think so. I'm going to get such a good player. If LeBron there goes, goes Cousins. If LeBron, I have two picks away. Oh, poor Zingas. Poor I didn't want to say his name because I <laughs> wanted him. Oh, he went 15. Oh. Uh, well. Let's see. If LeBron goes, I think I'm going to take Kyrie Irving. Super young point guard. Well, to you're pair one with, pick uh, away. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but if LeBron's Dude, there. Dude, you get Westbrook and LeBron. This is what I'm talking about. This is – John Wall just went 16. <laughs> You're getting LeBron James and, and Westbrook and a keeper. Yes! Uh, thank you. That's f***ing dumb. <laughs> That's f- Dumb. This is what I'm talking about. This is what happens in keepers. And if you're in the right spot, you can position yourself in an amazing way. There are still young players that you can now put around these two that win you a league. It's not fair. It's stupid. Paul Millsap goes 18. I'm five picks away. Just sweating Horford right now, even though he's older. But I am not afraid. Well, Kyrie Irving goes 19. I'm not afraid to take a point guard if I have to. And I would I might take Lowry to go with Curry. Yeah, I like that. Draymond you Green's like there, that? though. You I like, like that? that? Um, what about uh, CJ McCollum's got to go pretty soon? Well, here. Gallagher's just screaming in my ear about Jokic. I can just feel it, even though he's not even <laughs> looking at this draft. I can feel him just screaming. Al Horford goes twenty. Jokic, twenty-one years old. Uh, Oladipo is twenty-four, I think. God. Kemba Walker goes twenty-one. I hate that pick. Oladipo's uh, 24. He's still on the Draymond board. Draymond Green is still there. But I don't want two Warriors. Oh, he goes 22. I don't have to worry about that. No, so you don't have to worry about it. It's Kyle Lowry or What's Jokic. What's it going to be? I think I would take Lowry here and see if Jokic I falls. I think I agree because, boy, is my point guard situation going to be sick. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry and Steph Curry. Is that good? You like that? You like that? So I could get Jokic, possibly, if he comes back. Oladipo, I'd be going heavy guards if I did that. Oladipo, Miles Turner, and ah, Kemba went. Ryan Porter again he took AD and Kemba. There goes Derek Favors. Oh God, I'm one pick away from Jokic. Come on, come on, <laughs> Miles. You don't need uh, all the big men. You already got Cat. You already got Please Favors. Please take Jokic. Please do take Jokic. Please do take it. Jokic. I don't know come where on. I'm going. I need to look. Yeah, if Jokic goes here, what are you doing? I don't know. Blake Griffin. Oh, he took CJ McCollum. I'm going to get Jokic. Yep. Suck it. (laughs) Suck it. Steph Curry, Kyle Lowry, and Jokic. I'm feeling pretty good, though I am still jealous of Westbrook and LeBron James for you. All right, so I'm feeling feeling right, Bogman. Feeling right. You feel right, Brian? Yeah. You feel right? Oh, there goes Miles Turner. Oh, 27. Oladipo goes 28. What are you going? Man, my cue is emptying out here. Did you want Oladipo then Turner? Yeah, well, I had, uh, yeah, Oladipo was number one on my list, and then uh, Turner. Okay, let me ask you this then. Not that you have old players or anything like that. Westbrook is 27. But do you feel a need that you want to go a little bit younger? Like you want to press and get a little bit younger of a star, maybe a little bit of reach since you nailed your first two picks as Eric Bledsoe goes 29? Yeah, I'm hoping that Isaiah Thomas falls to me here. That would be my next pick. And after that, I want to go with Andrew Wiggins to go really young. Mm, such a good pick. We talked about him earlier in the episode. Love, I love that fourth-round area for Wiggins. Yeah, that would, be, that would be very nice if it happens. But the way this is going, uh, you know, it seems like— Oh, there goes Gobert, you I was hoping to pair Gobert with Jokic, and Gobert went 30. <laughs> Well, Gobert is fairly young. 
I know. I mean, that seems like a that's a little it's a little high for him. Isaiah Thomas, boom. You get Isaiah Westbrook, Thomas, and LeBron. Why Clay Thompson goes uh, thirty-one to Stevie? Why are you getting all the things? Uh, because I'm a good person. So uh, sim- yeah, similar to what we talked about, we're in the mid thirties. Aldridge is still there. Uh, Carmelo's still there. Some of the names you're not surprised that are still there. Um, you know, Kevin Love, Blake Griffin, stuff like that. But there's some young guys that are going to go soon. Like we talked about Wiggins, Valanchunas, Brooke Lopez goes 33. Uh, is still there. Yeah, I have uh, Wiggins and then Abaca. So there goes Valanchunas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like Valanchunas will break out and make everybody look like fools eventually. I think, but he's like uh, he's like what Alex Len is now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. uh, that's how I feel about Valanchunas. Uh, Gor- oh, Gorgie Jang goes thirty-five. Gorgie Jang, that's a good. Gorgie Jang goes ahead of Aldridge, Abaca, Love, Anthony Griffin. Just for reference, for people to know, Valanchunas and Jang goes ahead. That's what Keeper does to you. And and again, we're keeping eight in this scenario. As uh, there you go, Mittens took Lamarcus Aldridge. I like that pick and the last pick in the third round. So hook him, Mitten, hook him. Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid pick. Love having the wheel. Love having the wheel in a keeper. I mean, like you want to have, you want to have like the first pick like or something like one. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one is fantastic, but even twelve for that matter. I mean, who did? Uh, Man, who the hell did uh, Mittens get? Didn't he get? Uh, he got Whiteside and Paul George as Dragic yeah. goes thirty-seven. And Lamarcus and Dragic, I like that. That's pretty solid. So you're going Wiggins here, right? Yeah, I have Wiggins. I have Wiggins and Ibaka, and there's three picks left. What are the chances they both go? Uh, hi. Oh, there goes Mike Conley. Yeah, move Mike Conley down. Not gonna, not gonna draft him anymore. Mike Conley. Ah, oh, Nerlens Noel. Oh, f- that's a good one. Ooh, sons of bitches. <laughs> so now I get a Baca or Wiggins. I get one of them. I hope you get Wiggins because I want a Baca. You wow. I've never heard those words come out of your mouth. Ibaka and Jokic? Come on, dude. <laughs> I want Ibaka has never uh, been no. uttered by the Welsh. <laughs> no, that is. That's like, a, that's like an untold. It's like Pandora's box was just opened. <laughs> the dead rise. Oceans. Oceans. Oh, Tobias Harris goes 40? Toby. What? Man. Wow. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew so, Wiggins. One, Man, two, I got three, my backcourt here. Six. I've got LeBron, Isaiah, Andrew Wiggins and Russell Westbrook. That's, I need some big guns. That's insane. It's insane. I got to try to compete with you. So I am six picks away. Serge is at the top of the like. I know. The There's no way I'm going to get him. But you know, I'm in this weird area. What Kevin Love favors? goes 42. Favors Derek went. Favor- he went. A Did while he go? Ago. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple guys I'm looking at here. Love goes. Carmelo's still here too. Carmelo. I don't want Carmelo. I mean, I don't either, but J- uh, Bay Crowder goes 43 and four picks away. Any chance Ibaka gets to me? Mm, yeah, there's an outside shot. Mm. I wouldn't bank on it. It's not yeah. something I gamble on the Welsh, but uh, I'd say there's an outside shot. There's a, so you're telling me there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. I will take Blake Griffin if he's there, I think. Bah. Don't you put that evil on me! If Ibaka's gone, I'm saying. There goes Blake yeah. Griffin, two picks away. Oh, come on. It's, it, Ryan's going to do it right here because he's such a f***ing <laughs> He's going to take Ibaka here, guarantee. Mm. Almost put money on it. Ah, yep, there, there he goes. goes. Hey, winner, winner, oh. chicken dinner. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> 
Yes! So what's the backup backup plan? What's plan C? Yeah, what are you doing after? Well, there really isn't one. <laughs> what's didn't, up? What's up? You didn't go, go in with that high of a plan there, uh, Bogman. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Oh, man. Yeah, the rest of the players on the board suck now. So oh, f***ing balls. Did that just happen? That just happened. Oh, no. What about going, uh, Can we like, pause the draft? 23? I can't uh, believe that Jabari just happened. Parker, Bradley Beal, these are some young guys. I'm gonna take Mellow, man. Ugh. I don't, I don't want to, but he just fits the yeah. team. I, I gotta go young here though. Now, I, I wanted Zach Levine. Oh my god, that pisses me off. Mm. You know where I think I'm gonna go though? Where I think I'm gonna go Jabari Parker. That's a good one. Yeah, I know it is. That's a good one, the Welsh. You. You. You, you with the good picks. Didn't want to take Mellow, but I don't know, man. Reggie Jackson goes 48. I mean, you're a keeper, so you don't worry so much about the injuries, but you do want to win now. So you do have to consider that. Mm. 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 A lot of that. Reggie mm. Jackson. I like that. Mm. A whole bunch Who of this. Who do you say you're going to take so Miles can take him? I was thinking about Jabari Parker. Jabari. And he f- <laughs> Unreal. Buckle up, buckaroo. Shit. Whatever you want. Balls. Okay, I'm just proving a point. You don't have to celebrate it, Frank. Hey. Azang, essay. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. That, that just happened. Oh, man. I thought having Stevie next to me was bad. I can't Ooh. believe that just happened. Oh, remember that lightheaded thing? That's happening to me this week. All right, Bogman, I'm totally, totally thrown here. But taking Carmelo Anthony, I know what I'm going to do. And this is going to hurt a little bit for trying to win this year. <laughs> I'm going to take Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Keeper League. That is it's a nice pick. You know, I'm, I'm not going to have him for at least three months, possibly even longer. But, but I tell you what, you do have a built-in... You do have a built-in Carmelo replacement. Yeah, built-in, exactly. And if we're keeping eight here, it's Curry, Lowry, Simmons, Jokic. Anthony helps me win now. As, by the way, Trevor Reza and Andre Drummond finally win. We were both kind of wondering that, and I know, in the back of our minds. So, yeah. you know, the Ben Simmons thing might it might actually kind of move me in a direction where I'm going to take another player that's not so, so keeper-worthy, but just to balance out my team. But I can't pass on Ben Simmons. Yeah, no, I don't blame you at all. I, ben Simmons is, is a stud prospect, and, uh, I mean, he's going to be taken high in every single type of draft that you're in. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Hayward, 53. So some guys we still have is you got DeAndre Jordan, Ricky Rubio. Uh, oh, Devin uh-huh. Booker goes 54. That's what I wanted. Uh, D'Angelo Russell goes 55. Ah, these are such good picks. I got to take a big man because I've got Westbrook, Wiggins, Isaiah Thomas, and LeBron James. Oh, D'Angelo. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, D'Angelo so, just went. I, I got to take Vuk. I know Vuk isn't – he's not 16 or anything like Tempted that. Tempted with for, Jordan though, right? Tempted. A little bit, yeah. But after Drummond went because my thing would have been like I would have taken Drummond and then DeAndre if I was going to do that. Yeah, no, that's and true. I uh, just couldn't do it. Uh, DeMar DeRozan goes 57. I'm trying to see. There's definitely some – there's some good keeper-worthy guys that haven't gone. That's a little bit surprising right now, but 
Um, I'm kind of crossing my fingers. Oh, uh, Nicholas, ah, Nicholas Batum. Remember when I was just saying how I take a guy that's not keeper worthy? <laughs> it was Batum, and then Aaron Gordon goes. Damn it! Who? Uh, uh, Aaron give me your team Gordon real quick. was my guy. Oh, give God, me your team. Now what am I gonna do? I got Westbrook, Wiggins, Isaiah Thomas, LeBron, and Vuk. I've got Steph Curry, Kyle Lowry, Camar- Carmelo Anthony, Ben Simmons, and Nikolai Jokic. I got. Uh, I got a balance, man. I, I got to hit this next pick though. I think I know where I'm going with my Ryan Anderson, game. 60. Whew. Well, Ryan Anderson in the first preseason game hit seven threes. Yeah, well, he's good, but... <laughs> he looks good. I'm just saying. Mm, I'm having a tough time deciding. Are you? Rajon Rondo goes 91. What? Well, cool. Rajon's still good. Yeah? To who? I mean, I don't take him on my teams ever. So, yeah. But uh, he's still good. I think I'm going to take Okafor here. Uh, that's a good pick. I hate you for it. I need I need a young big. <laughs> Phrasing. And uh, there goes Julius Randle. There's some good picks going, man. Julius Randle, man. I mean, Rondo definitely is. He's, a, he's an assist machine. He's just he's not great with uh, with field goal percentage or really any percentages. But I think he, I would rather have Rubio. I had a thousand times over. I would have taken Rubio. Dennis Schroeder goes sixty three, but to the point, he has Whiteside, Paul George. You know, percentages at least from field goal isn't quite there, and uh, it's a it's a balance. I, I'd be curious. He he would have been good to have a team to have uh, Andre Drummond or DeAndre Jordan to put together with that as a keeper team. So where are you going? Uh, Rubio goes sixty four now. I'm taking Jalil Okafor. It's a good pick. Hate Boom. you for it. <laughs> I just reiterating the hate. Yep. Just, just so you know. Just making sure that you're fully aware of the level of hate. The hatred. Hmm. The hatred is running through you right now. It's really like upsetting that. that I can't. It's really upsetting right now that I can't take DeAndre Jordan. I, I just don't think I can. Marcus All goes. By the way. Is it, though? Is it really that upsetting? I mean, it's not because of the free throw, but he's just so dominant in a couple categories. Like, what does he do to my team? He destroys my freaking free throw, which. Um, I'm just yeah, that to... sucks. I mean, you don't want that. Greg Monroe, Marcus Saul go. I'm four picks away. The big men aren't great. Otto Porter's still there. Evan Fournier, Chandler Parsons. I just, I, I kind of wanted a big man because I've only got Jokic. Really, they're not, they're not that good. The no. big men around right now, not, not in the keeper range. No, Kyle no, that, goes 68. Not in really any range. Jesus, Jeff T goes. Yeah, you're kind of right. Boy, dude, do I take? I mean, my free throw. Robin Lopez has go seventy. My free throw. I kind of want to take DeAndre Jordan. Don't do it. Ah, <laughs> it sucks that you're faced with this decision, but I wouldn't do it. I'm gonna take a boring ass pick. I'm gonna take SpongeBob Gortop pants. Oh, come on. That was <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? You know what? Take Jordan, you d- instead. <laughs> you talked me doing? out of it. You talked me out of it. Take my guys. Don't take my guys. What's your problem? And he helped with uh, all the stuff with the things and my guys with the people. Uh, I don't like it. Not only is it bad taste, it's right. bad taste. I don't like it. Just mm. checking. What is happening? Mm. Not great what things. is happening? Harrison Barnes goes seventy-two. I'm going to take DeAndre Jordan when he falls to me, and then we'll trade. How about that? Okay. And then I'll look at my free throw percentage and just what my team is, and I'll be like, nah. Okay, then I'll just cut him. <laughs> That's a good plan. 
<laughs> Darren Collison goes, ah, poop. Poop on a stick. <laughs> um, Man, I want to go, like, I'm kind of getting that, that itch where there's good players here. Yeah, I'm but a little, I want to take a little super itchy young guy. too here. I'm itchy too for the young guy, but my young guy is kind of gone. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one more on the production train. Give me Rudy Gay. Yeah. Okay. Give me Rudy Gay with all the stuff and the things. Right now, by the way, I'm project. By the way, you will like this. You're projected as the number one team. I'm projected at. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, let me go points. Nope, I'm number one by a long shot. Yeah. Uh, Steven Adams it goes seventy five. You're, you're ever number three. Wanna be, I don't ever want to be Yahoo number well, one. Well, you're three. Just letting you know. I don't. I don't like that. All right. I don't like that. But it is a long term league. The Welsh. It's long term. DeAndre Jordan's still there. By the way, a uh, little update. Mittens. Uh, Bradley Beal goes seventy six. Did mm-hmm. point out one of his mm-hmm. key points was to try to win now. He was looking to win this sucker now. So that's how he was approaching this. Just so you guys know, that might be asking, what the. F- is he doing uh he says he's trying to win now <laughs> i'm sure everybody's standing around going what the f- is mittens doing what is a mitten the buzz is any indicator gonna make some huge bank what buzz the internet buzz what the f- is the internet uh so who God. do you want who are the players and the guys i don't want any of these players or guys man man rough chandler parsons goes nikolai miritich rough taking ben simmons but i don't know man I'm th- I took Gortat. Oof, what's wrong with me? I'm looking at... DeAndre, Buddy Heal just goes 79, which I, I hate Stevie for. Wow. DeAndre Jordan is still there, Bogman. I'm not taking him. I'm you're gonna, you're, by the way, I just, oh, Otto Porter is such a good pick. I just want to point out that the guy who took Andre Drummond can take DeAndre Jordan essentially here. We're yeah. letting somebody have both those guys as Evan Fournier goes 81. This is ridiculous. Who took... Um... There goes DeAndre Jordan finally at 82. <laughs> Okay. Did he take Drummond also? I don't know. We'll take a look here. Um, that's almost like, to be honest with you, that's almost a strategy. Brandon Ingram. That's he, well, pick. his team, he has Valanchunas, Nerlens Noel, and, and Christophe Porzingis. So I actually don't care for, actually, he has great free throw guys that he just added him to. A lot of people would disagree that they think, you know, oh, you get one of those guys you can counteract. Nah, I'm not sure I agree with you, but um, that's what he did. Enos Cant- Brandon Ingram, 83. Enos Cantor, 84. You are five picks away. Um, I'm looking for a Wes big Matthews man. Goes 85. Yeah, this is. Uh, I don't like this. Yeah. I'm looking for a big man. Um, Phrasing boom in this area because Bet yeah, in my life, man. the Welsh. Just, 86 uh, goes at Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. Oh man, I feel like I have Tim too many. Frazier. Too many young players. Well, Dirk Nowitzki's still out there. Um, Dwayne Wade. Jeremy Lin, your boy. I'm not saying I have to take, like, you know, I'm going to take a a risk here. I'm going to take a young player for a risk, and then I'm going to start building in with more consistency. Who is the young player? Joel Embiid. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Risky. No, I just don't like you for it. That's the main... (laughs) issue as Thaddeus Young goes 88. I was kind of hoping he'd fall a little bit more, but uh, nope, he goes to you, 89. He is an injury risk, which you don't, you're not Yeah, loving. he is, but I didn't, remember, I didn't have AD, so I so, had Westbrook instead. Here's a good point to point out. We're in the last round of the theoretical keepers, because remember, there's eight rounds of keepers. 
Now, what people could have been doing is they could have been mixing and matching while taking good players and hoping keepers are there later or vice versa as uh, uh, Gallinari goes 90. There's a few of these guys left. Chris Dunn is still here. Brandon Knight goes 91. That's a good one. Bobby Portis. These these are keeper ranges. Gary Harris, who I'm staring a big hole at right now. There are some keeper guys, um, but then there's also some of these older guys like Dwayne Wade sitting out there. There's a bunch of production you can get out of him right now. So this is an interesting Dirk Nowitzki. Again, this is, I mean, you're not going to get much out of him for long, but he's there. I can't wait to tell you my next pick after you pick. Uh, Marcus Marcos, 92. Who is it? Yeah, I'm going to tell you immediately after you pick. I swear, guy. I won't take him. <laughs> Come on, guy. Come on, guy. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. Nope, big nope. Kenneth Fareed goes 93. I better decide here pretty quick. Yeah, you have one pick away. Who's it going to be, the Welsh? Oh, f***. There goes Gary Harris. Shit. <laughs> oh, no. Yes! How mm. did that happen? Who were those guys? <laughs> Who was that guy? Um... It's not great. So, okay, I'm going to go. I got an idea here. Chris Dunn is the first pick. Okay. I've just paired Chris Dunn, future point guard, with my other guards. Danny Green goes 96. And I think Chris I'm Dunn a- was top of my list, but he wasn't the guy I was going to take. Well, the other guy that I'm going to take, I'm very excited about taking him. Uh, oh, someone said, gosh, gosh darn it, the Welsh. He said, gosh, gosh damn, damn it. it. That's, a good, that's a good combo. Gosh damn it. Yeah, gosh damn it. That's much better. I don't have to bleep that. Marvin Williams goes 97. Bogman, who I'm going to take, I'm going to take the homie. The homie? I think I'm going to take Dario the homie. Sarich. You're going young and smooth. <laughs> so young. So smooth. Oh, man, I'm so bummed about Gary Harris. That was, oh, wait a minute. No. Nope. Nope. I'm going to change it up because I do need a shooting guard. Okay. Uh... Kent Two. Bazemore. Bazemore. Mm-hmm. They were, it was a beige and I have a feeling I know who you're going to say, and I'm not going to be happy about it. Who are you taking? Drew Holiday. That's a good one. Mm. You. You. Drew Holiday. I, I, you, I know he's going to miss at least the majority of this year, but if he comes back at the end, that's nice. If he doesn't, just stash him on the IL till next year. Yeah. And then if one of my top oh. eight guys doesn't work out, maybe Joel Embiid like we talked about. Then I have a nice value on uh, Drew Holiday in the ninth round. J.J. Reddick, such a good pick at 99. Robert Covington there. Wouldn't have been a bad pick for me, actually, because you know after Curry, I really haven't shored up a whole bunch of three-pointers. Uh, but I want to point out Dirk Nowitzki is still there as we are in the ninth round, and we're at the 101st pick. I think after that I'm going to go with Dirk. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I might go Dirk hard, first. Yeah. I if well no you won't. Oh, well, he, never mind. Oh, nope. No, I won't. Nope. <laughs> Gosh dang it there, Eric. You Gosh took him. Darn it. There goes Clint Capella. Mm, man, these centers are not good. No, they're not great. Life is not great in the center lane. They're really not good. Life in the center lane. Alright, I'm definitely taking Drew first here. Okay. Alright, so Drew more. it is. Drew and then uh, uh, I just need boards, really. Drew, uh, Jared Sullinger. Yeah, Jared that's, Sullinger that's a good one. In, in Toronto. And plus, he's young. Plus, he has 
just all kinds of upside being in a new scene. Maybe that's going to be better for his career. Zach Randolph, Damari Carroll just went 105 and 106. But there's other players I like. Peyton? Dwight Howard is still there, by the way. There's players I like better than Sullinger, though, which upsets me. Yeah. This is tough because I've only got... You know what? I'm going to skip Sullinger. we got four picks left here. Who are you going to take? I go with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good this year type of pick. Maybe maybe he turns into... still on the board. Yeah. Why is he still on the board? That's not okay, right? Um, I don't. I mean, he's just one of those guys that uh, Nurkic just went 108. Mm-hmm. He's just one of those guys that like he's fun to draft this year and sleeperish. But I think when you're drafting uh, this balance between keepers and all, he just kind of gets lost in the mix. Yeah, he's super young though, too. No, yeah. your guy uh, Bismarck Biombo <laughs> still there as George Hill goes 109. Yeah, no thanks. No, uh-huh. no. I mean, I need points and boards. I don't need him that bad right here. Over that. Dwayne Wade is still there, by the way. Trey Lyles, great pick at 110. Man, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade might be a guy that I take here. Dwayne Wade! Dwayne uh, Wade! Trey Lyles is a good pick. Just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm talking production, man. We're talking practice. We're talking about practice. Production. I'm talking about practice. I'm talking about practice. Jeremy Not Lin goes game. 111. Not the game. Not the game. Not the game? Not the game. Markeith Morris goes 112. Practice. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Um, who are you taking? Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. All right, that's pretty good. So I kind of want i want to balance this out. If Wade is there, oh, Bobby Portis goes 1-14, you son of a gun. You golly shucks there, Stevie. What you doing, pal? <laughs> um, I think, oh. Oh, I said. What? I said. <laughs> did that. Uh, that dude. just happened. This is this is rough in the streets. Mm. Well, that's very disappointing that that um, that just went down. As Mont- Monte Ellis went one sixteen, I was hoping to go Wade. I was disappointed, and then oh, of course you weren't, and uh, Justice Winslow. But nope, nope. Mm. I definitely want Wade here. I want production because I have taken Chris Dunn and Ben Simmons, and um, it's a little bit of a downer. Eric Gordon goes 117. So I just got to avoid you got effed in the A. Hopefully that doesn't happen to me. Silence over (laughs) the crowd. Silence is golden, golden. Bismarck Biombo. All right, here we go. All right, so I'm going to take Wade. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. And then, and then, and then, <laughs> and then. I'm, you know what's really fun? Derek Rose hasn't gone yet. <laughs> That's fun. Is it? It is. I got another well, guy. The homie. Yeah, no, the homies, uh, uh, Rodney Hood just went 120. That's where I think I'm going to go. I think you got to go with the homie. The homie. Why are you baiting me? Go away, biting. Don't take the homie. I'll take him. I need I need power forward. But I would have I would have Embiid, uh, Okafor, and the homie. That's not good for this year. I mean, I have Vuk too, which is nice. It's okay. We got to we got to balance this out. Alex Lynn goes. Yeah, so I'm gonna take the homie. And I definitely know what one other what uh, if it gets back to me. I know one pick that uh, I want. Uh, well, I know my two picks. Who are they? Uh, Chris Middleton. And- <laughs> Are you Jared serious? Sulcher. Yeah. 
Oh, Chris Middleton is you are such a son of a bitch. I knew I should have took Middleton there. Knew <laughs> I should have took Middleton there, but I'm a dumbass. And then if something doesn't work out, we trade uh, Middleton for the homie. See, it, it all it can all work out. I'm I'm not uh you know I'm not difficult to deal with. Darren Williams goes 124. Seth Curry goes 123. I should have had all the Curry. I mean, he's still here. I Remember just, when he was going to go I know, in I the know. end of the second round? I would have taken him keeper, with my third round pick in this keeper. But this we're in the 11th round. I know. It's it's stupid. So. Stanley Johnson goes 125. It's such a great pick by Eric. Uh, KCP, uh, Caldwell Pope goes to Joe at 126. Dwight Howard is still there. Patrick Beverly, uh, Luau Dang, Kyle Korver, Derek Rose, Andrew Bogut, Joakim Noah, Emmanuel Moutier, those are all players that are still here in this 12-man keeper as we are in the 11th round at pick 127. <laughs> I can't believe Pendleton's still on the board. It's dumb. It's so stupid. Willie Cauley-Stein, Stevie didn't even do it. I'm so mad. I'm so, so <laughs> mad that I did that. Andrew Bogut was uh, 129. What was uh, I doing? Uh, <laughs> what was I doing? God. I don't know. I don't know what you were doing, but I like it. Keep doing it. Doug McDermott. Oh, everyone's sucking your d- in the draft. Oh, nice pick, Bogman. Great pick. Yeah, okay. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It was a good pick. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Miles says he's going to knock points off my wrestler for taking his players. That's great. So. Tristan Thompson, 131. Why it's don't like everybody be, tell us some more about what they it'll want? It'll be a, a five-point, uh, a, a five-video uh, series of that now that my guys are going to be hurt. No. And then I'm going to take a boring guy, Jared Sullinger, who I was going to take two rounds ago. Aminu goes 132. I'm looking down the list here to see if there's any. Yeah, there's a lot of rookies that are still you know, not taken, but they're just, I don't know. In this type of format, they might not be worth it. 133. Remember, we're keeping eight. Though, you know, if you consider this kind of like losing the round, this is where, you know, some, some serious keepers he, could be could be. Had. Yeah, some breads are, are for sure. Emmanuel Moutier. Dude, Tyreek Evans is still there. Your guy Tyreek is still there. It's Evan, Evan Turner. Just Evan went. Turner. Evan Turner's got to go, boy. Yeah, boy. Cal Corver goes 136. Yeah, I'm going to go boring, but boards. Jared Seltzer. So disappointing. <laughs> I really like this draft. This has worked out well. I I got am... I got Russell Westbrook at eight. I just want to remind everybody about that. That's so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> like, why? Remember why when I got happen? Russell Westbrook at eight? You remember that? Yeah, remember that time that happened? Remember Chewbacca again? Oh, I love to remember Chewbacca. Jesus. I want to get a three-point guy because I really have not put a whole lot of that with um, with uh, Steph Curry. J.R. Smith is out there. There goes Tyreek Evans. Uh, Mirza Tal- uh, Taletovic. Taletovic. Tal- no, I mean, that's, that's interesting. Bojan Bogdanovic. There's an interesting one. Bojan Bogdanovic. J- uh, Jared Bayless. Interesting thing. One of our Army members, um, Jesse Severe, had uh, posted about how the uh, J- Jason Kidd's agent – has like 33 guys under him and and uh, six current Milwaukee Bucks like Jared Bayless, uh, Toledovich, uh, Beasley. Beasley, like six Bucks under this guy have been traded to Jason Kidd's team since he came coach became coach and it's uh, his agent. And it's like oh, there's a little bit of a little bit of a incest incestual trading that's happening there as Tyreek Evans, <laughs> Frank Kaminsky, and Will Barton go. Hey, what about if you need a three point shooter? I do. 
about Jamal Murray? Yeah, I was looking at it. I actually literally have him highlighted. Oh, there goes Derrick Rose, finally. <laughs> I got a lot of Inmate big... Inmate number. Maybe. You got, I think at the end, you always have to take one oh, of those. There goes Toledovich. There goes Toledovich. Yeah, I mean, but Jamal Murray. I mean, isn't uh, is J.R. Smith going to get a job? Yeah, no, J.R. Smith is good. Like, he, If you want threes, go Smith and then go Murray. Get a job, clown. Get a job. Um, he's gonna sign back with the Cavs. Yeah, let's go. let's let's go, Jr. Smith. Let's get let's make sure I've got the number one and three. Oh, you son of a b- Miles! Jesus hey, Christ! I'm right back up, Jones. Josh Richardson. This would be my last pick in the draft. Mm. How about Jalen Brown? Um, I mean, Dwight Howard's still there. That's dumb. Hmm. Hmm. You want him? No, I want who? Howard? Yeah. No. No, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to just go with one of the guys I really love, TJ Warren. I like that. I'm going to go with, I think I might take Jalen Brown. (laughs) It's a solid one. That's why Jared Bayless is still there, too. Yeah, either Jalen Brown or Dragon Bender. I was looking at Drag. I was looking at Marquise Chris too. That's one. I mean, if it was a little bit deeper of a bench, it's only a three-person bench. If we had a couple more spots, which you typically might do in a keeper, I would be definitely Denzel Valentine just went one forty-seven. There goes Dwight at one forty-eight. I would be heavily looking at Marquise Chris and uh, Dragon Bender for sure. Jalen yeah, Brown would have I'll been just, another guy. You know, my my team. I'm going to have some other because what I would do is. As soon as the season started, I would put Middleton and Holiday on the injured list, and then I pick up two other guys that are probably a little bit older. So I would, uh, I would definitely be in the range of taking one of these young guys. Yeah, so I think I'm going to take. I think I take Bender. Uh, Dwight Howard, Jared Bayless, Larry Nance. Those are last couple picks. I, yeah, I mean that that's one of the strategies when I was thinking, okay, I can take Simmons and I wanted Middleton, put them on the IR, and then on this back half, I can try to get you know some young guys, and then when I drop, I'll get some of these uh, established players that are not going to get drafted. Al Jefferson, Dragon Bender to you, Bojan Bogdanovich, but yeah, I mean Wilson Chandler goes guys that aren't going to get drafted. Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly. Jamal Murray's still out there. I mean, I'm just going down like a list. Timofey Mozgov, there goes Jamal Murray, actually. Uh, Ghostface, uh, Ursan Ilyasova, Joachim Noah is still there. I mean, there are uh, Michael Carter-Williams, if you really think about this as a keeper as well, just as a shot in the dark. Uh, Jared Dudley's going to start power forward for the Suns. There are a lot of usable assets in here that aren't getting drafted because this is a keeper. Normally where we're not going to take TJ Warren or you know Dragon Bender, we're doing that here. Alan Crabby, the final pick. Uh, 156. So, Bogman, why don't you read me off the team that you were able to put together? I really like this team. It's Russell Westbrook, Andrew Wiggins, Isaiah Thomas, LeBron James, Nikola Vucevic, Otto Porter, Jalil Okafor, Joel Embiid, Drew Holiday, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Chris Middleton, Jared Selinger, Dragon Bender. And see, stuff like the um, the Chris Middleton pick, that's that's stuff that, like, you know, keeper leagues are made of for winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like th- those are pieces to this. If Drew Holiday comes back, there's another one. Joel, I mean, y- you did a fantastic job. Getting LeBron was a great spot. Getting Westbrook was just the dumbest thing that's happened in this draft. You got some guys that, I mean, you got Isaiah Thomas about where he goes, but I'm looking. Otto Porter, you got a great spot 
Okafor and Embiid both playing on the same team as Big Ben, that's a little, you know, that's a little less ideal, right. especially with Vuk having Biombo behind him. But whatever, you know, I mean, this is keeper. And, and I don't know. I love the team that you put together. If this were an eight keeper, I mean, I'm looking, you're keeping Westbrook, Wiggins, Thomas, probably LeBron again. Um, you're keeping Middleton next year. And then, Vuk. you know, three more. Yeah, Vuk maybe Porter, and then, you know, you get a choice between, like, Okafor, Embiid, Holiday. I mean, you have so many great choices you're going to get to go into next year with. I really like what you did. My favorite part is I did take LeBron, and sure, LeBron is older and everything, but I have Andrew Wiggins at small forward. Like, that's my young version. I mean, obviously, he's not going to put up LeBron numbers ever, but I took LeBron in the second round. Russell Westbrook is my big guy. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook is still, I mean, how old is he? 27? Yeah, dude, it, so I'm going to have dumb. him for a while. I, I mean, I really like I'm this. I'm being team. honest with you. I gave serious consideration not getting Cat to taking Westbrook. Westbrook, Curry, and Harden, they're just all right there to me. So for you to get him at eight, that's the type of place where, like, I would bitch and complain about having eight, and then Westbrook falls <laughs> to me, and I'm like, this is Everything's sweet. Everything's okay. <laughs> this is sweet. I just got Westbrook and LeBron. Love Love, love what could have uh, been for there. And, uh, you know, because injury, the, the problem that you really can't look at standings or projections, by the way, with this type of situation is because you're looking at, you know, injuries and stuff. And it has you at 7 out of 12. But, you know, because you have Middleton and stuff, so you yeah. can't look too deep into that. Uh, let's go look at my team here, Bogman. I got Steph Curry, Kent Bazemore, Bazemore. Kyle Lowry, Carmelo Anthony, Ben Simmons, Rudy Gay, Nikolai Jokic, Marcin Gortat, Gortat, uh, Chris Dunn, Dwayne Wade, the homie, Dario Saric, J.R. Smith, and T.J. Warren. What do you think? Well, I mean, you got the best player in the game, Steph Curry. So uh, automatically, your team is already better. A lot of uh, a lot of age mixed in with youth. I like that. You got uh, Bazemore is fairly young. Lowry's a little bit older. Carmelo's a little bit older. Gay is kind of right in the middle. Uh, Gortat is sneaky good. And then you mixed in really young guys with, like, Ben Simmons is really young. Chris Dunn, those are guys are obviously rookies. Dario Saric's first year. Uh, Ty Warren's second year. So I, I like the way you put this team together. I think it's going to work. And plus, you know, when some of those guys go, when Carmelo goes, you got him in, what, the fourth? Yeah, got him in the fourth. When he goes, you'll have your fourth-round pick open again. So, yeah, if you lose you know, the round. Write him out. Yeah, and if you look at my team, you got Curry, Lowry, Ben Simmons, Jokic. Um, let's assume Chris Dunn has a starting job and you keep him. There's five right there. And then, okay, you keep Rudy Gay. There's six. Maybe you keep Bazemore. There's seven. And if, I mean, if Melo plays another year, you can keep him. And then all you're leaving behind is Wade, uh, J.R. Smith, T.J. Warren. The big question is about like Dario Saric, you know. So do you put back or Gortat? You know, I left myself some options with some obvious keepers. And one of the important things, though, you can't focus on it in a keeper. Is this year point guards get blah? They get blah quick. And yeah. I have two elite, elite point guards now, and I have one of the future good point guards in Chris Dunn. So obviously it'll balance out in the future, but I was able to get Ben Simmons and Jokic. I mean, I got some, I got some serious good youth in the future. I'm pretty happy with this. Like I would be, I mean, you know, going in with Curry, Curry alone just holds so much weight to what you're going to yeah. do, regardless if he doesn't quote unquote repeat what he did last year. Okay. Well, he still could be the number one player, not repeating. I'm uh this is like a, like a A minus, you know, some stuff fell my way. Uh, Jokic in the third round was just super exciting. And a couple of these other guys fell where I wanted them to, but I didn't get everything I wanted, but uh, I, I'm definitely for the most There's part risk. pretty happy. I mean, here's I the risk of risk, your team. But... Like 
the young guys don't work out and the old guys get old really quick. Yeah. Like sure. if if uh, you know Jokic isn't as good as we thought, if Chris Dunn doesn't wind up with starting job, if Saric is getting nine minutes a game to start the year, you know uh, those those are some risky things. But you know it, it, if like it would all have to like sometimes when you look at a team, you're like, well, if everything falls right, your team's good. This is a well, if everything doesn't break out, your team's bad. But I mean, it would have to be everything at once. Yeah, I think I created myself. I've got a, a really small floor for the most part cuz even if some of those guys don't work out, I got some safety nets, you know. I got Gortat. He's a he, he is what he is. If Melo has a couple more years and they're they're all centered around uh Lowry and Curry. You know, I love it. There, yeah. There's definitely things I would have liked to flow different areas. Injuries played a role. I mean, Chris Middleton would have been someone I would have targeted earlier, but you know, if Middleton and Simmons weren't hurt, they would have gone in much different places here. So uh, keeper leagues are fun, and that's how they balance out. So let's go look at some of these other teams. First off, we're going to go to the mid-rounders. This is Brett, who uh, this is Brett's first mock draft on here. Let's see how he did. Damian Lillard, Avery Bradley, Mike Conley, Aaron Gordon, Demarcus Cousins, Gorgie Jang, Tristan Thompson, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, uh, with Alfred Payton, Trey Lyles, Emmanuel Moutier, and Jamal Murray. Now the Yahoo doesn't like adjust guys, so it has like a I center position. I know it's so stupid because like they have Demarcus Cousins as his power forward, but he's a center and they have an empty center, whatever. So, looking at this team, the thing that I really like about this, outside of like, okay, he's got a couple really good young guys. You got Aaron Gordon, Brandon Ingram, Jamal Murray, Trey Lyles. Those are good. That I like is he has a balance at every spot of a really good player. So he's got Cousins as his center. You've got Gorgie Jang in the forward. You got Jang and Gordon in the forwards. And then at guard, you got Damian Lillard. So, I mean, you've balanced yourself out of not having a hole at any spot. And you got Avery Bradley and Mike Conley um, to go with Damian Lillard. So, I think this is this is a solid, solid keeper team. Yeah, I, I really like the keepers here. I mean, there's plenty of guys that can work out. I love getting uh, Moutier and... Um, and Alfred Payton, to me, they're kind of the same guy. True. Uh, I, I guess I disagree with you a little bit just because with shooting guard, all he has is Avery Bradley and then Jamal Murray. That's it. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, position flexibility is, doesn't help. He also, weirdly, he's got like guys at like on the same team that could share positionally, like Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram. And then he's got uh, Jamal Murray one of them's and Emmanuel gonna work out. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like hopefully one works. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like th – this team is really good. I mean, getting Lillard and uh, Bradley is a very high uh, – and Gordon and Cousins, like, that is your base. Uh, Gorgie Jang is like – that's like his Gortat. You know what I mean? That's his – Totally. Uh, you know, low-ceiling, high-floor type of guy. And, uh, you know, you filled in – like, he, he got his boards and his blocks from Tristan Thompson. Uh, he got some more points out of Randall. Ingram is kind of a project guy. Lyles should be good. There's a couple I like project. Yeah, there's a couple project guys, and there's a couple guys that could blow up in your face that could hurt some of the stuff you did. Emmanuel Moutier, he could hurt you. You know, percentages, turnovers. Alfred Payton, actually the exact same thing, but they're young, and uh, I don't know. I, I think they fit the team pretty well. I, I like this. It's not um, It's not flashy, even though he's got Cousins and Lillard, but I, but I dig it. I dig what he put together here. Let's go look at uh, the Mitten Man, which is uh, Metal World <laughs> Beast. Fuck him, baby. Hook him. All right. Team is Goran Dragic, Wesley Matthews, Rajon Rondo, Paul George, LaMarcus Aldridge, Ryan Anderson, Hassan Whiteside, Enos Cantor, Yosef Nurkic, George Hill with Alfarik Aminu, 
Mason Plumley and Alan Crabby. Pretty, I should be get some credit for my pronunciation. I think I'm doing a pretty damn good job with. Well, Crabby is crab. Crab. But, okay. Uh, well, other than that, me right. Me right. All right. Well, outside of that, after I try to give myself praise, uh, that I think I'm doing a half decent job on these. You know, everybody wants to climb in like, oh, you said uh, Drogic, you didn't roll the tongue. It's like, all right, well. Off. I'm trying here. These are not easy. So let's go to this team and remind you that in the middle of the draft, Mitten did want to point out that there is obviously keeper side to this, but he went in deciding, and this is something you got to do sometimes in the draft that he's going to win this now. He wanted to try to win this sucker now based on how the draft was falling. And, you know, he took some guys from a keeper standpoint that might have been high. I didn't like the Rajon Rondo pick. Um, he took Ryan Anderson high-ish for me but there's um there's some good balance on here he's high on the assist and i think anderson in some drafts is going to do that i feel like he's probably uh especially if he's getting as much run as he is in the preseason you know seven threes i think everybody's eyes are gonna light up like what is this guy gonna do in this system uh with his team it's it's exactly like you said and i think he did a good balance because for the most part there's some nice young players in here. I mean, Paul George is still 26, 27. Hassan Whiteside is fairly young. He's not as young as you think, but he's still pretty young, and his body's fresh because he hasn't played full NBA season. He's going to struggle um, with the keeper aspect of this because let's take a look. Let's take a look. And by the way, the percentage, I think he's really going to struggle in percentages. Like, things need to go his way. The problem with this team is, like, he could fall on the wayside of both percentages. But let's look at who the keepers are if there's eight. So there's obviously George, and there's Whiteside. Those are easy. So then Aldridge. Like, okay, Aldridge. Uh, Aldridge until he's done playing. Yeah, Aldridge. And then Drogic. And now yep. you and I are going to start struggling, struggling on the keepers. Who else are you keeping here? You've only got four. There's well, no other Cantor, obvious. He's going to keep Cantor because Cantor's 24. Okay, there's so Cantor's he's still, five. He's still nice and young. Ryan Anderson, uh, six. I think Rhino's probably six. If Rondo? You t- if you take Rondo, then you believe in him, right? I guess Rondo seven, and then and the then last is your like choice between George Hill or Matthews, or you know he could pick up a Jalen Brown or some yeah. one of the young guys. Here's the deal: you better, you better win it this year. You better win it this year, or you're gonna you're gonna be forced to maybe having to move like a Paul George to get a couple other young pieces. You know, maybe you go to the Devin Booker owner. Maybe Booker owner has. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Devin Booker, and you're trading to get those two for Paul George, and you're trying to balance out your team. Like, you're going to be faced with, if you're not winning this year, you need to recognize it and sell early. You, you Maybe yourself- you want uh, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday for next year. And and I'll take uh, Paul George. Maybe that's what you do. Probably. You'd probably have to give up more, but it's along the lines. You'd give up Middleton and something else good. Yeah, I, I, like okay. I like where you're going. That that's Talk what he should before. do. He could target me yeah. with Ben Simmons. There you go. Uh, let's go look at Razor Ramon Sessions. It's Miles' team who had the first overall pick. Miles, uh, uh, absurdly nervous about this draft. Yeah, he said he didn't have enough. To, he was too busy creating all the ITL members <laughs> for ITL Royal Rumble video game that we're going to moderate on our YouTube channel, youtubecom slash in this league. And he didn't moderate. have enough time to it, prep. It sounds like we're going to do a panel. You know, we like, uh, like you a, know, would you like to speak to wrestler Ryan Porter now? It'd be yes, like a debate. Okay. It'll be like, you know, the, the Trump and Hillary, and it'll be Bogman and the Welsh. Like, Bogman, Bo- don't let Lia Bogman back into this wrestling thing. He's 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 a, he's an idiot. He's a fool. <laughs> I don't know how to do a Hillary. He's a loser. Impression. I don't know. Uh, like illegal screech. things, illegal things, illegal things. Have wee, someone killed. Wee, wee. 
that's my that's a Hillary. All right, uh, Miles, C.J. McCollum, Reggie Jackson, Darren Collison, J- son of a <laughs> b- Jabari Parker, Derek <laughs> Favors, Harrison Barnes. His first overall pick was Carl Anthony Towns, Alex Lynn, Danny Green, Marvin Williams, with Josh Richardson, Terrence Jones, and Rodney Hood. So. There's, this there, one to me is is the one where we're going to struggle to find keepers. Um. Okay. Let's see real quick. Because Carl we've Anthony got Towns, Cat McCollum, yeah. Parker, yeah, uh, Favors, yeah. So Reggie Jackson. He took Reggie Jackson. You're going to keep Jackson. Okay, Reggie uh, Barnes is a question mark to work out, but let's let's give it to him. Right. Let's give him Barnes. That's uh, six. That's six. Okay. So now you're you're uh, got two more keepers. Let's say between. Collison, Lynn, Green, Marvin Williams, Hood, Marvin Jones, and Darren Collison. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. the 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 couple The couple fall off. Like, I don't know. Here's what I'll say. Like, I get. I love Reggie Jackson. And it sucks that he's going to miss at least the first month of the season. What he comes back, it's solid. It's it's fine. This is not an overwhelming team, unfortunately, and it sucks too when you have like the first overall pick and you're not able to put it together. Now, if you do think about it. He could have had Jokic. You know, he took, who did he take? He took McCollum and Favors with his wheel pick. And he could have, I mean, imagine if he would have paired, I don't know, McCollum and Jokic with Carl Anthony Towns. Would that, was Jokic that much of a uh, an upgrade over Favors? Maybe in some people's eyes in a keeper format. But I don't know. I think some it's of, close enough. You some know, of the picks I, just fell by the wayside. Like um, Alex Lynn, they're, Marvin they're Williams. Risky. Yeah. You know, they're risky. Like, uh, like, is Danny Green going to bounce back? Is Alex Len going to break through? Is Marvin Williams going to repeat? And, and if he does, is that even good enough? I just would have wanted to, like, pair Terrence more. going to stay healthy. You know, I, I mean, there's just a lot of questions. I would have wanted to all. pair more big men with Carl Anthony Towns. Like, I love getting him. I just would have. I know you got favors, but, like, if it were, like, favors, Towns, and then maybe you went with one of the older you know, like if you could have got like Marcus Saul or Dirk, yeah, whatever, like any of those type of guys, like you take a little shot in the dark on on a guy that can return to form, that would have been nice because your guards are pretty good. It's just, you know, maybe this team um, could win, you know, week in and week out because there's, he has a lot of coverage, not a whole lot of blocks to be honest with you, but he's got a lot of coverage in a lot of areas. Um, it's just, it's a little underwhelming. It's like a B plus team. And it should, yeah. you know, and Cat carries that, by the way. Cat carries it to a yeah, B plus Kat team. Is, I mean, obviously, Cat is a great pick, and and you know, some of these can work out, but it's just, you know, I even think the Jabari Parker is somewhat of a question mark. It is. I mean, it's it is because I didn't get him, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got if you it. got him, no question mark. Great, okay, pick. I get fantastic. It. Pick. I like the Jabari Parker pick. All right, um, Brandon's team, which is you got F'd in the A. Here we go, James Harden, Zach. Levine. Levine. <laughs> I said it. Trevor Ariza, Draymond Green, Miles Turner, Jesus. Uh, Bismarck Biombo, Robin Lopez, Steven Adams, Gary Harris, JJ Reddick on the bench. Denzel, I was about to, I swear to God, I was about to say Denzel Washington. I just swear <laughs> it on all, all that's holy. I was going to say that. Uh, Mirza Toledovich and Seth Curry. So his team name is Man on Fire. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Peter Ramos. Peter Ramos. It's going to be Walken. saved by Denzel Valentine in Mexico City. I like it. I like it. Um, I love at the end of that movie. I don't want to go too far off topic, but I like at the end of that movie how they show how horrible Mexico City is and how everyone's kidnapped and they're sending body parts to each other. And then at the end of the movie, it's like we like to think the city. Uh, yeah, we like to say the city. What of, a beautiful, yeah. what, a, what a beautiful <laughs> place. And I was like, are you kidding me? Followed I by like. Never, 
I'll never go there. The I'll never like, go there because of Man on Fire. Visit Mexico, visit Mexico. Come <laughs> yeah. on down to visit Mexico. Like, nope, never going to do it because I don't want my ears sent back to my wife. So that's why I won't do that. Yeah, I totally agree. But that car scene, by the way, too, is fantastic. So This seems awesome. This that's team, really it is awesome. I don't love the big men, but it's not a case of they're not good. It's, it's, it's I guess it's the sexy factor. Solid. It's so boring. Solid. This might be the best team, to be honest with you. Harden, you know, I love Levine. He, oh, I kind of freaked out when I'm like, how'd you get Draymond Green, Miles Turner, Levine and Harden? And you got <laughs> right. Trevor Ariza. And then down at the bottom, you also got Gary Harrison Reddick. I mean, he is, he is competing with me on threes every single week. You got three guys that are two plus a game. Uh, really, if you put uh, Teletovich in there, there's four. Yeah, I, I you're right about that. Like it's it's just a product of like wanting to see sexier names. But I mean, Stephen Adams, Robin Lopez, and Bismack Biombo. That's not bad to go with Turner and Draymond Green does everything, and Le- and Levine is going to take a step. I like this team a lot, and he's going to turn the crap out of the ball with uh, Draymond and James Harden alone. But he did a really good balancing act of it. Brandon did a hell of a job here. It's a really good team. I, if I'm nitpicking, I would say I wish instead of Denzel Valentine or Toledovich, either one, a big man uh, to back up some of the Steven Adams. Steven Adams seems to be banged up. Bismarck is moving to a new situation. Replace Denzel Washington with <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Training yeah, day. exactly. Maybe Ethan Hawke. You know, maybe um, uh, I'm trying to think of tall actors. I can't think of any. I don't know. Uh, the Scars Guard, the vampire. Oh, yeah. So may, may, maybe him at center. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. May, maybe one more big man because of a little bit of riskiness. So who are the all. keepers here? Harden, Levine, Ariza, Green, Turner, Gary Harris, and then you actually get into a little Big bit of Mac, a stumble. Of course. Yeah, no, Big Mac, of course. <laughs> Maybe J.J. Reddick. Well, we'll see how good Robin Lo- – if Robin Lo- Lopez can go to Chicago and add scoring, he's going to be a really good Steve, player. You know, and, and we don't give a whole lot of love to Steven Adams, but he's got a good opportunity this year with minutes you know, between him and Cantor, so it could be. So, I mean, there's like legit no conversation six guys here that are locked down. You get into the eight – yeah, it's a little questionable, but I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's, that's just being nitpicky. Uh, next team up, McAdoo can do keep. So keeper. Uh, that is Dusty's team, and it is as follows. Oh, no. Bogman. Chris Paul, John, John Wall. Wall. Chris Paul, Chris John, Paul Wall. John Wall. Hit the rap song because he got Chris <laughs> Paul and John Wall. Love it, Dusty. And Rubio. Woo. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Tobias Harris, Thaddeus Young, Evan Fournier, Brooke Lopez, Zach Randolph, R- Ricky Rubio, Markeith Morris with Andrew Bogut, Kyle Korver, and Bojan Bogdanovic. Woo. I mean, he's won Woo. an assist 9 out of 10 weeks, 9.9 out of 10 weeks. Going to struggle on boards a little bit. I mean, he got some good yeah, placeholders. Yeah, the boards. And blocks. The boards, dude, like, okay, so, I mean, I know I've had my conversation about why I don't like Brooke Lopez. It's because I had him the one year he got hurt, and it really screwed my whole team. But Zach Randolph, they said, is going to come off the bench, and Jermichael Green's going to start. So that's that's a thing. And Andrew Bogut is probably going to get close to 20 minutes again. He's not going to be out there for 30 minutes a game, yeah. especially with this horrible free-throw shooting. So... I am a little bit concerned about the big men on this team. Uh, I mean, I am. They're not great. I mean, I know, I know what he did with Bogut, the idea of bringing Bogut in and, um, you know, playing that role. I mean, like he could have got Bogut and Biombo just as like placeholders for rebounds and blocks and stuff. Like, 
Yeah, I'm going to give a negative for the big men because it is pretty um, It's pretty gross. It's pretty disgusting. But he did do a lot of the do-it-all type of guys. He went that kind of category of Tobias yeah. and Thaddeus Young. A couple scores in there. I don't know. This is a team. I mean, you don't have to win every category because you're not going to win every category every week. But you know what he's going to win? He's going to win assists. He's going to win steals. He's going to compete with three uh, points because what he did, where you got a guy like Chris Paul uh, and John Wall. Uh, played again. That um, and Thaddeus Young and Tobias, who are a little bit lower on the points, but you got guys like Demar Derozan and Brooke Lopez, and you know those guys are going to chip in pretty high on the points. Where Ricky Rubio and and Thad Young are bringing you down. I don't know. I think he did a really good balance, though. You're going to lose rebounds and blocks probably probably every week, and he's going to struggle in threes, but he's really dominant in some categories. I mean, maybe he could go and move a Ricky Rubio for a big man. Maybe that's the the. I mean, when you have Chris Paul and John Wall. You kind of are overkilling your assists a little bit, so he could probably make a move of Rubio for, you know, I don't know, maybe you could trade Rubio for Marcus All. I keep going to yeah, Marcus All for whatever reason, but yeah, because you think he's easily gettable. I do. That's, I mean, that that's the thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I just like if you're gonna have these guys that are just okay at at rebounds and stuff. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I would have taken. Instead of Korver or Bogdanovich, because you've got threes. I mean, you've got threes locked down with a bunch of these guys. Instead of one of those guys, maybe Tristan Thompson. You know, a guy that gets boards and blocks so you can throw him in on those light days. Or at the end of the week, if you're down boards and it's winnable. Sure. That kind of thing. There's a lot of hindsight that happens, but that's yeah, sure. uh, I, I like what was going on there. Let's go to D'Angelo, Nick, and Iggy. Uh, there's a solid team name. This is David's team. Dennis Schroeder, Jimmy Butler, Nicholas Batum, Damari Carroll, 3-6 Latvia, Nerlens Noel, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, also known as Valulus, DeAndre Jordan, Tim Frazier, Jeremy Lin, Doug McDermott, Evan Turner, Evan Turner and uh, Wilson Chandler. This is not a sexy team, but this it's, is, it's like... kind of hard to po- poke holes in here. I, I mean, I know you're going to poke the DeAndre Jordan hole, but he also had well, Nerlens Noel. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Like he loses free throws because he's got this is like like David just came in here and replaced Thomas. You know, this is the non sexy team that wins. It's, uh, you know, Schroeder and Butler and Batum gets a lot of assists out of that uh, small forward spot. The least Uh, sexy point guards I've ever seen. But you know what? They're all getting minutes and time in production. And he's got Lynn and Frazier as his utility players like those. Those all work. The big men are solid, so you don't have to have much on the bench as far as big men go. I mean, I he doesn't have anything on the bench. Maybe Wilson Chandler goes and you get a power forward or something, but he's got Porzingis, Noel, Valanciunas, and DeAndre Jordan. He's winning boards and blocks most weeks. I, so, I really and this like team this is team. really sexy. He's yeah. going to lose points every single week. Those are replaceable, but probably not to a point that he's actually doing it. But, yeah, you're right. He's going he's gonna to compete and assist. He's going to compete in steals for the most part. He's going to win blocks and rebounds. Field goal percentage, he's probably winning. Free throw, he's losing. Threes are a question mark. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, like on paper, this is a this is a sexy looking team from what he did from the big man, and he did a great job. This is almost the no point guard strategy, and I think he did a fantastic job on it. It's just going to have to see how does it balance out against what the other people in this league drafted. Is he going to be able to just because he can win rebounds and blocks every single week? He's not exactly dominant in, or high dominant in any other category, so is he really going to be able to jump in there? He's it, pretty dominant in assists, I would say, because he's up there. Uh, he's not Schroeder's dominant, gonna, though. Schroeder's going to go up, 
And Butler gets a lot, Batum gets a lot, and he's got Frazier and Lynn at the bottom. You gotta no, you're remember right. that. That's what I'm saying. Like he's gonna, yeah, you're right. He's gonna be up there in assists, but is he gonna dominate week in and week out? I don't know. I mean, he there's three he or four probably teams. won't beat he probably won't beat Chris Paul, John Wall, you know. Yeah. But uh, mm. most of the teams he's gonna be right there with. Love it. Trying to get me some Chris Paul, John Wall. Uh, let's go look at Viking Eric Eric Cooper. This is his first uh, mock with us. His team is as such: Eric Bledsoe, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart. Kevin Durant, Al Horford, Blake Griffin, Pau Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki, Chandler Parsons, Monta Ellis with Stanley Johnson, Will Barton, and Jared Bayless. Great bench. Fantastic bench he got. And as you can tell, this is a team. team. This is a, this is the win now team. I'm looking at this. They're guys that are going to play next year. But there are Pau Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki. Eric came in here slanging that rock saying, I want to win this thing this year. (laughs) <laughs> with guys that are doing all the, the stuff. I mean, Pau Gasol, Blake Griffin, Al Horford, a lot of guys over 30, Eric Blitzo, Gordon Hayward. He this just has who, production all over the board. This is who trades for Ricky Rubio when Eric Bledsoe gets hurt. No kidding, Because right? outside of Eric Bledsoe, when you're looking at this, it's Eric Bledsoe and then Marcus Smart, who's a big question mark, Monta Ellis, who just had a bunch of uh, really good players move into the starting lineup, and Jared Bayless. But what he did, though, with the big men is he got Kevin Durant, who averages five assists, Blake Griffin, who averaged five, Pau Gasol averaged four, and Al Horford averaged three. So, I mean... Yeah, he's he, bouncing it out. He he, he sure. totally did. I, uh, to the point, I think he competes. The only problem is these old guys with their injuries and stuff, if Dirk Bledsoe and, and uh, Pau could all, you know, they could hit the rocks there pretty quick. And, and Griffin and Durant have had injury histories, and Al Horford missed a whole season when he tore up his shoulder the day after I traded for him one time. Oh, man, I remember that. That was a great moment. Uh, one of the best benches, <laughs> though. Screw you. <laughs> Jared Bayless, Stanley Johnson, Will Barton, I really like the bench that he put together. So I think this yeah. is a top I think It's, it's a, top a three solid team. team. Now, this is, it's another one of those kind of, if you're being picky, you know, you say, okay, well, if, you know, all these things don't break for you. But, I mean, uh, the big thing that he's looking to break his way um, is Marcus Smart. Like, Marcus Smart is a big question mark to me. Life's going to be a little rough in two years, though, too. Um, It could be. But, yeah, I mean, it, it could also not be. Like, uh, Dirk, Dirk and Powell go away, but Chandler's in there. You're going to have some draft picks. And um, all that good stuff. Like, I think he's, you know, KD is going to be fine. He's still got a long time. Griffin, you know, as long as he keeps his head right, should be fine. I like There's, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a solid team. Uh, let's go look at Joe's team. Bongo, bongo, bongo. Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Devin Booker, Bay Crowder, Greg Monroe, Nikolai Miracic, Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella, Brandon Knight, Justice Winslow with KCP, Frank Kaminsky, and Larry Nance Jr. Um, you got... You got some great youth in here. I mean, you got to love Irving and Leonard. Seems Those good. two are fantastic. Love Booker. The only and, I'm trying and, to find the hole. Amazing. It's free throws uh, with stupid Gobert and and Capella, but other than that, there's not too many holes in. This no, team. there's there's really not. I, I was going to say he's got some of my favorites in here. Justice Winslow. I, I really like Gobert again this year. Bay Crowder. The only thing I would have added here. Now that I'm looking at all this, I think Joe should have jumped the hell on drafting DeAndre Jordan when he was falling like he was. Because put DeAndre Jordan on this team with Capella and Gobert, because you're already not winning free throws. Put Jordan on this team and give me a break. You're now officially winning blocks and rebounds every week. Your field goal percentage is amazing with some of the guards that you have that are going to hurt that. 
that's the one move. Like, I don't know where he took KCP, but, I mean, if you could have took Jordan He's instead bench, of KCP. So 11th round, 12th round. I mean, Jordan was there at 100. That's what uh, I would have done. He could have taken – for me, it's you take you take DeAndre where he took Miracic. Yeah. And Miracic can go away. And then you have – because Capella and Monroe and Bay all play power forward. And, he, and Winslow is even qualifying at power forward too. And he took two power forward bench spots. So he's got plenty of guys that can play power forward. Yeah. So uh, I think that it, if Miracic goes away and you move DeAndre Jordan in there, and I'm with you, I think that would have been a, a I mean, great thing. Imagine Regardless, it. though, this team's still really good, and he can beat those horrible free throw percentage teams uh, with the guy with Jordan and the guy with Drummond. He can win it at least two times. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I just would have loved the idea. Can you imagine like Irving, Leonard, Booker, Crowder, and let's just say Knight, and then he would have had Gobert, Capella, and Jordan. He'd go in every year with that. I mean, that would be yeah. killer. So that's just picking a hole out of a really great team and a, and a bunch of great keeper picks. So he did a great job. All right, two more here. Uh, the American Sniper, Ryan F. and Porter, mm. taking some of our guys. Team is as such. Kimba Walker, Victor. Oladipo! Jeff Teague, Robert Covington, Anthony Davis, Serge Ibaka, Andre Drummond, Kenneth Fareed, Bradley Beal, Eric Gordon. On the bench, Darren Williams, Derek Rose, and Dwight Howard. Boy, is that the, <laughs> that's AAR- that's the AARP of bench that you could possibly have. But this is that commitment. He went... He went drumming. Uh, you've got keepers, man. You've got keepers. You've got all day keepers long. for got days. AD, Serge, Oladipo, Kemba Walker, Teague. Uh, I mean, Bradley Beal. These are uh, these. This is a good, solid team. You did you did call it out on the bench. All of those guys will end up on the injured list at some point. But I mean, but they're Drummond, Howard with Abaka and Anthony Davis, and he didn't have to sacrifice on the guards. Kemba Walker, Oladipo, Teague. I mean, I hate Derrick Rose, but I mean, if he he's gonna have production, I don't know. I mean, there's some there's some age in here. It's hard to hate on this team. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, you have good assists, but you don't have great assists. You have really only two guys that do it in Kemba and Teague, and Oladipo could move up this year. He you, could get around five. I just want to add to you though, to your point, because it's a good point. You say this is a hindsight team. How I mean, you can't compete with John Wall. Chris Paul, John Wall. So, I mean, you've almost, you know, there, you, you got to have the counteract where there, there were a couple teams in there you probably he couldn't compete with assists. So, from that perspective, I don't know, man. I mean, this is a powerful team. Yeah. I, yeah. It's good. It's a really good team. Uh, you know, Anthony Day, AD's got to stay healthy. I think that that's a big thing. But hope there's yeah, 12 it, IR spots on this league. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, this team does have some injury, but I, every single player on this team outside of maybe Jeff Teague has seen the injured list. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of risk there for that. But, I mean, the solid keepers. You know, you're going to be good going into every year. So uh, Let's go look at the last one here. It's, uh, as we call him, the NSA. It's Stevie because he must be listening in as we are doing these. His team is Giannis Antetokounmpo, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Gallinari, Paul Millsap, Bobby Portis, Kevin Love, Marcus Saul, who I keep talking about for whatever reason, Buddy Hill, Jordan Clarkson, with a bench of Willie Colley Stein, Al Jefferson, and uh, Tyreek Evans. Put him on the injured list for sure. <laughs> what do you, what do you, yeah, what do you, I know he's already on the injured list here. What do you think about this team? This team is really good. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got GA, who's going to be your guy going forward for a long time. I love pairing him with D'Angelo Russell. You're going to have those guys for a decade. That's really, really good. Buddy Hyde, uh, too. 
Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed. Yeah, I mean, Buddy Healed in there too. I mean, if he works out, that's three guys you're going to have for a long time. People forget, Clay Thompson is only 26 years old. And if he doesn't produce with this team here, they're probably going to trade him. And he'll go and he'll be exactly what he was last year for some other team, which is a top 20 player. He's really good. Uh, I love having Millsap and, and Kevin Love in the middle. And uh, Mark Gasol, I mean, that's eight keepers, and he's got other guys. Clarkson could be a keeper if he works out. Portis could be a keeper if he works out. If Gallinari could play 75 games, he would be a top 25 player. Probably. I love Gallinari. He's like just he's one of so those. Good, he's one of those guys I'm always weakness for. I want to take him, and I agree. I wanted Bobby <laughs> Portis a lot. Yeah, and you keep going back. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, totally. You're the abused wife. You keep going back to him. I guess I got Stockholm syndrome with him for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, you know this team. They call you, it Gallinari system. Uh, Gallinari syndrome in fantasy. That's what it's going to be. You know what's funny? That almost every player but one could be a keeper on this team. Al Jefferson. Yeah. We got to throw that out the window. Every other single player on this could be a keeper. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, bench is a little weak. Al Jefferson, uh, you know, just, I mean, continue. Al Jefferson is like when you uh, tie cinder blocks to somebody's feet and drop them in the lake. That's how fast he's sinking. Uh, Scusi. Babbitaboopy. Uh, Willie Colley Stein. Hey, uh, whoa, 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 hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, don't talk about the cinder blocks in the ocean with the things <laughs> and you're shooting your shoes and get back to the line. Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein is a big question mark in Tyke Evans with the blood clots and the always injured. It's just like, who knows? But the rest of the starters are the, – the the starting lineup is really, really good. I like it a lot. When you go back and you look at your team, do you feel any different? I, I actually – looking at everybody's team, I actually still feel pretty strong about the team that I put together with the, this mixture of the young guys. Like I, I I don't think I'm a I'm a powerhouse by any means, but I definitely think I'm a contender this year. As well as as a, as as a hardcore future contender with the you know the Ben Simmons the Chris Dunns the homies stuff like that. Nah, man, uh, my team my team is really solid. I, I feel like uh, people are going to have a hard time contending with me. I mean, maybe uh, compared to some of these teams, I'm not that great uh, in in rebounds, but I feel like that's something I could possibly trade for or pick up off the wire. That's kind of you know points and rebounds are things that. If you don't get in the draft, it's okay. Those things will be there on the wire. So, uh, but I got assists. I got steals and blocks. I'm pretty damn solid. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, got a lot of points. I got a lot of threes. I think I'm doing okay in, in pretty much everything. Is so. there is there a guy or two that you were going into this really hoping uh, from the keeper perspective to get on your team that you missed out on for whatever reason that you were really like going back and thinking about it that like the one or two that kind of burned your ass that you didn't get. You know, I, I like Buddy Heald and I like his situation, but because he's a Sooner, I don't <laughs> – I'm not upset about not getting him. So uh, – but, I, you know, I haven't picked from eight, I think, in the entire mocks that we've been doing and even the mocks I've done personally. So I w- didn't have my heart set on anybody necessarily. Uh, I was I, – I did really want Wiggins at some point, and I'm glad I got him. And I think he really fits for my team with LeBron too. So – um, I'm kind of surprised at myself that I took Porter and Okafor and MB because those are usually not guys I would take, but I think where I got them is value. And, um, you know, getting Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton even sets myself up for further years, too. So I like, uh, I really like this team I put together. I think it's my favorite one out of all of them I put together is um, this keeper team. 
I'd say, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, everyone knows I, I wanted Middleton. That was one I had kind of gone into this planning for. Booker was one that I definitely wanted. I just I didn't want to go crazy on him, but I mean, you know, I mean, he's you get that you get that Roto World Draft Guide. You'll see how high he is in a keeper dynasty format. Rudy Gobert was one I was definitely targeting. Jabari Parker, uh, but there was a couple guys that aren't the common keeper, at least in the conversation right now that I wanted. I really wanted Nicholas Batum for my team. I just think he he's such a well rounded guy that I wanted to put together. And uh, Nerlens Noel, that was one. That I was hoping You've to get in completely changed your mind on, on Nick Batum, haven't you? Well, I, it's, going, it's, going to Charlotte yeah. has helped him a lot. Well, it's not I just think. Charlotte. It's Well, I mean, yeah, it does, actually. It, it does help where he is. But more than anything, it, it's, it's, it's always the value thing. I, I can't reiterate that enough. When he was a freaking second-round pick, it just – I can't do it, man. I can't do a third-round pick. But in keeper or redraft, he's going in four, five, six, and he just does all the – does all the stuff he's such a fantastic uh point guard punting you know if i were to end up getting cat and then i had a big man i couldn't pass you know i just couldn't pass up maybe i got like carl anthony towns and then i got um a power forward and a shooting guard and then all of a sudden i'm like oh crap i need to get in point guard soon fourth round i could go get nicholas batum and maybe fifth round i get jeff teague i like that stuff so i I really I, i do like nicholas batum but there you go there is the keeper mock I think that's going to be beneficial for you guys. For any of you guys that have some keeper drafts coming up, whether they're fresh and new, whether uh, you're kind of you've already had a couple keepers, think about this again. That this was eight keepers, but you know there's a lot of late round keepers that we put together. And on this episode, two pieces come out. A, you're going to have this episode um, as an article page on the website, and then B, I will separately post this as its own article with the rounds. And what the teams look like. So look for that article on the website. I'm doing that with all the mock drafts now so you can peruse and you can see what the teams look like and uh, what the actual like pick per round went. Because it seemed to get buried under the episode. People like, for whatever reason, I could say it a thousand times. Look on the article page of the episode. It's there. Every time people be like, hey, so where's the uh, mock draft? (laughs) Oh, you just must not have heard when I said it in every single episode we've ever done ever so i put them in their own now and you can easily find them in this league.com as you can find all of our stuff you can find the shirts you want to rock the best selling 99 problems but my draft ain't one hit me uh, you want to check out uh, the itl army you want to have a whole bunch of fun uh you just want to check out anything some of the content we have or other sports or you want to get locked in we are here for you. We could always use your support in any capacity, be it hitting our Amazon banner and buying cool stuff that you want to buy or giving us an iTunes review. It all helps us big time. Bogman, next week, it's uh, we're getting into it. We're getting into the thick of it. Drafts are coming up. Draft weekends are coming up. And the NBA starts on October 25th. You believe that? Yeah. That would be 18 days away from when you're hearing us. That is incredibly soon. That is two and a half weeks, the Welsh. Till the NBA starts. So what's important for you to know is we've got a, we've got a couple killer episodes for you coming up. Next week, we're going to have another mock draft. Uh, the ITL Army will get them locked up. And we're going to do one more 8-cat and one more 9-cat draft. Maybe we'll do – should we do 8-cat next week and 9-cat the week before the drafts? Yeah, let's do that. Boom. It's science. It's done now. But the major episode we're going to do – we waited a little bit longer to do this because we wanted to see some ranks change. We're going to do the ranks analysis show. ESPN, Yahoo, CBS – we're going to take a look and see where all the major crazy wacko stuff happens. We're going to tell you where you can get values based on sites, what sites have the consensus, and just what in Christ is happening with the fantasy basketball ranks. We're going to, we're going to be doing that next week. And then uh, the final week, 
before your drafts. We'll be doing the uh, we'll do the nine cat mock, and we will have the top two hundred episode where we will slip in our top two hundred as well as some sleepers, some busts. Did <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Slip it in. Was that the slip thing? it in? Um, phrasing. Phrasing. We will do that. I'm, I'm nine years old, so I know you I are. Have to laugh every sexual reference. Yeah, yeah, or innuendo. That's all. It was really even a reference. It was just like an innuendo, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> You said shoe. Shoes are funny with feet, <laughs> which are gross, by the way. Gross. Has there, has there ever been a time where you saw like a foot and you were like, mm hmm? No. No. No, I mean, I don't. I know you hate feet. Oh. I just don't care. Like, feet don't bother me. But what I'm is Tarantino's like, problem? I'm not like, oh, look at that foot. Oh, night man. of was a nightmare for me. I was just like, hey, this is, it's like <laughs> clowns or Totoro's feet. Like, what's worse? Uh, yeah, his feet were pretty brutal on that, but I like, I don't know. I kind of got it. Like when he's itching with the pencil yeah, and no, stuff. No, they told a story. Yeah. They told a story yeah, with feet. I and it. I guess if you want to tell a story with feet, but there's a couple of stories, uh, the late night I Cinemax I ones I don't want. Clean. Like I don't like, I don't like athlete's foot. You know, I think I had it one time before. I'm like, well, I can never do this again. So I Congratulations on hygiene. I'm happy yeah. that you're hygiene. Well, I'm just saying some people don't take care of that stuff. You yeah. know who you are. All right, PSA. Now you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. Now you know. That's clean, right. Clean your damn feet, you stinky bastard. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. Those are the episodes that are happening next week. You know where to go on the website to get all of our coverage. And if you would like to ask us any questions about your draft, we're more than happy to help you on Twitter at Is It The Welsh, on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Follow us, tweet us, love us, shower us with your praise. And uh, we will grow. Slipping in us. Slipping in us. And we will grow like a beautiful flower in between the cracks of the concrete. And it will be a poem, Your not legs. about feet. Yes. All right. Exactly. All Do right. all the things. And we will see you guys next week. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.